This is the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. Looks down the middle, throws it, caught by Henry at the two, fights away from a tackler, and runs to the end zone, and spikes it for a Patriots touchdown! The Patriots pregame show is the world's largest virtual tailgate, featuring fans of the six-time Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Fires down the middle for Gordon, reaches up, extends, runs to the end zone, between two defenders, touchdown, Patriots! Hardy, Mike Dassault, Paul Perillo, and Tamara Brown are here to do the grilling as your host. This week, the Patriots open up their regular season on the road against the Miami Dolphins. James White cuts it under the runner, cuts it upfield, driving forward, it's diving to the goal line! It's still a touchdown! And a title for the Patriots! I can't believe it! Hardy, Mike Dassault, Paul Perillo, and Tamara Brown are here to get you ready for the game. It's football time, fellas. Let's get into it. Now, live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, Patriots Nation, welcome to the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. And so it begins the 2022 campaign for your New England Patriots. Patriots pregame show fueled by Duncan, Hardy, Mike Dussault, Tamara Brown, and of course Paul Perillo. All here on a Sunday morning from Gillette Stadium as the Patriots are in Miami. They've been down there for two and a half weeks now. Uh, practicing and training and getting ready for this game, acclimating, acclimating to the South of Florida. Yeah, they're climate. all they're all dressed like Crockett and Tubbs now. They're, they're they've gone full South Florida by by this point. You know, the, the, Acc- the white suits with the t-shirts underneath everything. My favorite storyline of the week was acclimating. I'm like, what are they climbing Everest? They have to spend two weeks at base camp. Now we're gonna go up to Camp Three on the South yeah. Call, and then we're gonna come back down, and then we're gonna get the Sherpas. Uh, stop it! Stop it! It's one of the many things we have to talk about today, though. Tamara, how are you? I'm doing great, except for the fact that I didn't get the blue polo memo. Oh, uh, th- there was no memo. It just worked out that way. Yeah. Wow. Because that's where we're, we're basic commentator guys with blue <laughs> yeah. polos. I mean, I, I, have a levi- I have a limited repertoire. You know, Patriots polo. You know, I feel like I lucked into it, too, because these two... They're the two best friends that anyone could <laughs> have. <laughs> it's very. I'm so happy you're here. For even if it's for just for half the pregame. We didn't get Jersey mics today. Don't be cranky. <laughs> oh, wait till they walk in with Jersey mics and they're just brushing the crumbs <laughs> off their face. Oh, it was oh, so wow. good. And I'm sitting here like, oh, I guess I'll just you know drink the coffee that Morel got for me <laughs> and be satisfied with that. They don't care about anyone but each other. No, no, we do the so f- we do the four and the two. We get the ex- the one large and one small so we can we can share. We each get three yeah, sandwiches. Yeah, where do we start oh, wow. doing that? Where do we start doing that? And then they eat from both ends like Lady in the <laughs> Tramp style. And they meet in the middle. I don't know why you're so jealous. Uh, because yeah, I, I just Because you don't have that relationship with Zoe or Beetle? Like, don't blame I, that on us. I don't have that relationship with my wife. <laughs> I don't. There's no one in my life that I love and care for as much as you two do each other. So, to Are me, you I'm, jacked up? I am, I am not in this. You jacked I'm, up I'm, for this game today? I, I, I can't wait for real actual football. I don't know how much of it is me just, like, excited for the start of the regular season or my hatred of the preseason. I really do hate the preseason. I do, too. I I cannot stand it. So this is awesome to have this happening today. Uh, I don't care that they're on the road. I I love a 1 o'clock game. I think 1 o'clock games are great. But I'm excited to watch this Miami team, too. I mean, starting with a divisional opponent, somebody who... You know, it has got some interesting things happening down there with their new head coach, with some new weapons on offense. Uh, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch a game that matters. Yeah, me too. And I mean, it's uh, 
you know, it's just interesting because the Patriots played them in the regular season finale last year. So you, you have a little bit of a, I don't want to say I, a rematch. I know Fred hates the rematch whole thing. But Miami certainly has gotten better. Patriots haven't really had a lot of answers for Tua in the three games they've faced them. Um, I mean, maybe I should restate that because I know we'll get into that a little bit of like the reality of mm-hmm. I think Tua's played well, but I don't think it's like, oh, they just can't solve Tua. Uh, Miami's played well. Um, and so now you get kind of the same Patriots offense with Devontae Parker and Cole Strange in. Those are probably the only two major changes that you'll see today. Hopefully maybe Thornton or, or I'm sorry, uh, 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 geez, I'm blanking on, uh, on Montgomery's name. <laughs> Ty Montgomery. Hopefully he's maybe able to go. I think that's been a little bit of a surprise this week. Yeah, and it looks he like he has a chance too. We yeah. should talk about that a little bit because there have been some tweets about uh, the, the early group that's been out working out, and he's not uh, one of them. So – I wonder if he's more of a game time decision, but you know it's been uh, early warm ups, and there's one surprise in this group to me. But uh, it's Chase and Hines, Anthony Jennings, yeah, uh, Sam Roberts, Sean Wade, and Bailey Zappi. Um, you know, and most of the time, you know, the writers that are on hand, they'll tell you that that group, general terms, not a hundred percent, but that group winds up being inactive. A little surprised to see Anthony Jennings on there. Disappointed, yeah, um, me too. you know, and as well. Sean Wade, I feel like he appeared on the injury report. Yeah, he got hurt. Out yeah. of nowhere, I feel like towards the end of the week. So yeah, he got, he must have gotten hurt in practice on Friday. Would be my guess. Yeah, Tamara, are you fired up for this game? Yes, because I think like you, after like the first like week of training camp, you're like, okay, <laughs> this I'm bored. Like I'm ready to see something else. Yeah. Um, and I think we got a little bit of excitement with the two joint practices with the Panthers and the Raiders, but then again, it's like, okay, like I'm I'm ready to see something because we saw so few snaps from the starters in the preseason games. It's right. like I'm ready to see what this finally looks like. There's also something to being told time and time and again while you're watching training camp that you don't know what you're looking at. Yes. So shut up, mm-hmm. idiot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know we you know we're told that you know by analysts and sometimes head coaches and anyone else it's like you don't even know what you're watching here so you know don't bother getting all worked up about it I'm like well why am i watching it right why am i yeah. uh, i i th- i think that paul after seeing as many camps as you have deuce for your eye on the defense tamara you're around all kinds of football i think you guys can glean things from it i think it's harder for people like me who are like yeah, watch a lot of football, have a good understanding of it, but I don't necessarily know if what they're working on with the offensive line is paying dividends or not. So I, there's something to be to be gained from it, obviously, but it's hard for regular fans to get a lot out of the preseason. Yeah, and especially with like the running game, we really haven't gotten. You don't get to see that much of it in practice, like at all. So it's like, okay, what does that look like? Yeah, there's, yes. just, and there's just so many qualifiers throughout the summer of, you know, the performances and, well, we, we liked what we did against the Raiders and joint practices and, you know, yeah, there wasn't great stuff in the game, but, you know, we have to talk about what we see. And, I mean, the fact of it was we saw plenty of practices and, you know, they had their moments, they had some plays, but mm-hmm. they just never really strung things together in practice. And going in today, you know, to see a 10-play drive where they go down the field and, and they were able to score some points, I mean – you know that would be that would be excellent. <laughs> you know, be yeah. able that that would be. I don't want to say surprising, um, because I mean they should be able to do that. But at the same time, just not something we saw all summer. And you have a, a, a lot. I don't. I don't know if today is more uncertainty generally than a, a normal preseason game. But it kind of or no, right, first regular season game. But it feels kind of like that. Like I don't I really agree. know what I'm going to see on either side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Mike on that point. Yeah, and I think when you mentioned string things together, there was a struggle to string things together when we did see the starters in the Raiders game. 
it was like, okay, how many series are we going to see before we finally see them go down the field and score a touchdown? It was a struggle. And then we didn't see them after that, and I kind of wanted to see them a little bit longer to see if they could do it again. So I'm, I'm definitely going into this one, which I'll talk a little bit more when we get to keys, but I'm, I'm struggling to believe that they're going to get off to a fast start today. All right. Uh, let's get to those keys right now. Keys to the game. Why did you leave the keys up on the table? You wanted to. You've waited all week for it. The whole team's in the locker room right now just listening to this, waiting to hear what you're going to say. Without these keys, the Patriots are destined and doomed to fail. Here are Hardy, Paul, Mike, and Tamara's keys to the game. Why did I steal your key to the game also? Uh, you have the key. You have the right one. Paul, before we get your key, I want to know the answer to your own question. Are you fired up for this game? I am fired up. I love the regular season. I love week one. I can't wait for the Patriots game, see how that unfolds. I can't wait for the post-game show with Red Zone going on behind you. I can't wait for the whole thing. Oh. I love the start of football season. But the you know, week three or four, you know, into it, then I'll be like, okay, let's 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 move this along again. <laughs> let's get into playoff <laughs> contention. But when the season starts, I am jacked in a up. sweet spot right now. Week oh, one is a sweet spot. Absolutely. So, yes. home so Paul, yeah. the Bills game, did that get you even more fired up for the season to start with that being the season opener? I thought the Bills were really impressive. You know, it's hard to, n- to not come away with a team that turned the ball over four times and still winning going away against the defending champs in their building. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was kind of eye-opening. Maybe y- you get a little less enthusiasm for your team <laughs> because of how well, you know, a team in your division played. But mm-hmm. I'm still I, – I, 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 uh, there is part of that. Like, I, I, I agree with what Mike said. Like, there's always uncertainty heading into the season. You don't know how you're going to – you know, what your identity is going to be exactly coming out of the summer. But they didn't do anything really well for pretty much the entirety of the summer. Um, they didn't move the ball against backups against Carolina or the Raiders. Not at all. And now you're, you're, you know, you're going out there and you're like, well, can we move it when it counts against Miami? Maybe they will. And then we're talking in the postgame like, well, you know, they, they figured things out in the two weeks in between the last time we saw them. It's a 16 days, I think, uh, since they played that game and, and things have changed. You just stumbled onto something. I don't want to get away from the keys here, but it, it's about skipping the middle in so many things, which would make them more enjoyable. You know, if you're if you're, <laughs> if you're watching the Masters, you want to see the you know the yeah. opening shots. Yeah. The, you know, the, I don't need to see Friday and, Friday and Saturday. Useless. Skip yeah. to the back nine on Sunday. <laughs> you know that concert that I went to here Friday night, Rammstein. I <laughs> see how the stage opens up. Let's get to the finale and the fireworks at the end. Just skip all that stuff in the middle. <laughs> Skipping the middle. There's, I don't know. Maybe there's a there's a book or a mini series or something. There. My brilliance. <laughs> I know. It's skip yeah, the middle. Yeah. Skip the middle. Um. What's your What's your key to the game, Paul? Uh, my key to the game is to limit uh, Miami's explosiveness. The big plays. I, I think those are the killers um, for any defense. But I think the Patriots have generally done a good job of making teams work their way down the field. I think at times last year they struggled in that, uh, you know, here and there. I think that Tua is a pretty accurate quarterback, and he is capable of of putting together long drives. He's done it against the Patriots in the past, but I don't know if he's capable of doing that time after time after time. So if you can, you know, obviously we're talking about Tyreek Hill here. You can't let him have one of those games that he's had in the past against the Patriots when he was with Kansas City. The last couple of times, they've done a better job of limiting his impact on the game. They need to do that today as well. I, l- I love some of that analysis. I heard that earlier this week. It's like, well, Tyreek Hill can have a big game. He had a big game against the Patriots at Kansas City, and the Patriots still won. Would you stop? Would you stop with that? <laughs> you know, talking about the Patriots like they're this singular entity that exists in a vacuum. Well, this team is so Generally, when Tyreek Hill had big games, the Chiefs won. 
um, <laughs> right. in general. Like the the forty two point game on opening night. Uh, I don't even know. Seventeen. Yeah, that was. They the all playing together. CTE. <laughs> Um, all right, so that is uh, Paul's uh, limiting the big plays. That's what you want to see happen here right. tonight. Tamara, what's your key to the game? Start fast. Start wow. Start fast. Start fast and finish strong. I think that for Miami, if Miami comes out and they score a touchdown in their first drive of the game, and then the Patriots don't score for another four drives, you blink and the score is going to be twenty-one nothing. And so I think that they have to match Miami's energy in terms of if two is coming out with big plays. Mac Jones needs to be doing the same and the people surrounding him. And I also think that you can't just start fast and then what we saw at the end of last season and not finish the game. I think that they have to be able to start fast and be able to match with Miami's energy on offense, but then also be able to get those stops late in the game when they really need it. Yep. I, I, I agree with all of that. I mean, it's always great. And I mean, to, to I guess mine somewhat piggybacks on, on top of Tamaris. I mean, I think this, the, the fast start is everything in terms of going down there early and all this acclimating to the weather and you know all, all we're focusing on is football so you know, mine is is don't beat yourself it's just the baseline for me not knowing what to expect I just want to see them come out and play clean football and I know it probably won't be perfect but the pre-snap penalties the too many men in the huddle you know those kind of things which just show a general operational you know mishaps those kind of things they they, they can't happen in week one especially when you've been you know, down there to focus on this game. So, to piggyback on that with Tamara, start fast. You know, get out there, just play clean. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be perfect right out of the gate. But I just think you can't beat yourself today. I think if you're playing against yourself and the Dolphins, it's not going to be a close game. So, baseline for me, don't beat yourself. You see me wincing. And mm. the, the, the the clean fo- uh, the clean football. That does not get me all juiced up and fired up for the regular <laughs> I know, season. I know. Just go out there and execute. And if it's a three and out, as long as you don't have any uh, false starts, then uh, I'm trying Deuce to lower is going to be expectations happy. Here, Hardy, what are you talking bit. about? You got to play with your hair on fire, man. You are you are playing with an unloaded deck. You got to, and this is why, mine. You got to dial up the D. I don't know if they can take care of Tyreek Hill and zone coverage in the secondary. I don't know what. I don't know how they're going to apply pressure to Tua, but they better do something because I think Miami is going to do it to you. They love to blitz. And they're going to be coming after Mac Jones. You're going to have to respond in kind. And you're going to have to do something defensively that is going to get them rattled and get them shook. And you know what, Deuce? You might incur a couple of penalties in the process. Okay. Get, I think we need to see a little I think we need to see a little crazy out of this yeah. Patriots team because I don't know that they're good enough to go out there and play clean football and win a bunch of games this season. I think they got to get a little nutsos at times. Why are you looking over your shoulder? Play on the edge. This is Patriots.com, but I don't know if they have enough talent top to bottom. You want to get a little weird? You want to get a little crazy? (laughs) Is that what we're going to do? Let's get nuts. (laughs) Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. You know what? Am I telling tales out of school? Am I saying anything that's that's totally wrong? I think think that what what I think Tamara and Mike are getting at, I I largely agree with. When they've gotten into trouble, late last year it was disastrous starts mm-hmm. and a lot of those disastrous starts had to do with mistakes you know it's yeah you give up a touchdown uh. in the first drive against miami then you throw a pick six yep and all of a sudden game set match yeah you know, i mean like in the nfl if you just spot a team 14 points before you even get settled in more often than not you're going to lose that game yeah especially if the other team has at least as much talent as you do and to your point i think you feel like miami probably has a little bit more talent than they do Certainly at the skill position, guys, the you know, the edges. But I, I, I like the philosophy, though. I think cut it loose and play play loose, play fast. I mean, I think those are, are definitely part of it. But 
you know, there's a certain line of just the, the, the pre-snap stuff. I mean, look, penalties are going to happen, no question. But, you know, there's just certain ones that I find, feel like at this stage of the game are unacceptable. If you're telling me that you're going down there, you know, with so much focus on starting fast and being ready to go, that, that to me, like, you know, I don't know how the game's going to go today, but I think if you start slow, that's more of an indictment on this whole week of preparation. Well, why do we go there if we're getting another slow start? What's the difference? Yeah, well, uh, we are going to have our uh, Behind the Enemy Lines guest joining us here in a couple of minutes, Alan Pupar, who is going to, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. it's great. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. well done right there. Thank you. Yeah. Um, from um, SI Fan Nation, all Dolphins at Poupard NFL. There's a lot going on there. So we'll be, so- oh. Is he on the line? Are we ready to go behind enemy lines? <laughs> you know the view from New England. We go behind enemy lines. But what about the view from the other side? And that's why you're our favorite uh, pregame show uh, guest yeah. here every year. You guys know you tell everybody that. Oh, yeah. I was on with you guys in 2018, Thursday Night Football. Yep. And I was told I was the favorite guest of the show. <laughs> nope. No. Time now to go behind <laughs> enemy lines. My God, it's coming right for us. Makes me laugh every time, <laughs> Paul. Just no, no bones nope. about it. Nope. But we've we've spoken with Alan so many times. I've I got to feel like he's climbing up in the rankings here. Alan, thanks for joining us again. What's going on? I better be in the top ten, or I might hang up right away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a top tenner. We 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 talked to you with the combine. Now you're you're a little you're in a special category. You used to be one of us. So that that's you know yeah you have a special spot at, at Patriots Unfiltered. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, we're just sitting here beginning the show here today talking about it's it's a combination of our excitement for the start of the regular season and our uh, universal hatred of the preseason. Do, do, do you feel the same way, uh, or has the preseason been entertaining and insightful for you in Miami? No, preseason is never, ever, ever, ever insightful. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Because even... The second you start thinking, oh, I'm picking up things here, then you have to stop yourself, maybe slap yourself in the face and go, it's the preseason, it doesn't mean anything. Um, so, no, it, to me, it's a combination of the excitement here with this new offense that the Dolphins have put together with head coach Mike McDaniel, Tyree Kill, Teron Armstead, Raheem Mostert, Cedric Wilson, Jason, and the list goes on and on, plus always the uncertainty of week one, again, because – we don't learn anything in the preseason because teams really don't show a whole lot. They do everything very basic. So you combine those factors, and thank goodness it's a game that actually counts, and that's why we're so jacked up for week one. And I want to ask you just about that, that new-look offense. I mean, how, how have things been coming together, and, and you know, what's kind of the view of, of Tua going into this season with, with all those new pieces? Well, it's funny you mentioned the, the, the view about Tua is depend, depends who you ask because you're going to get – on one side is he's going to light it up. You watch him, he's going to be every bit the quarterback he was at Alabama. And then you look, go on the other side and it's like, man, he's going to be a game manager. We've got better talent around him. And then you've got even among that group, you have some of those he thinks no matter what. So obviously there's been, it's 2022, so there's no nuance. And God forbid the possibility exists that it's somewhere between those two extremes. Um, but, yeah, it's absolutely intriguing to see what's going to happen because it's undeniable that he's got better talent around him than he's had his first two seasons. If for no other reason than the acquisition of Tyree Kill, who is even faster in person when you watch him at practice than he is on game day, which is kind of crazy. I mean, that dude can run. Uh, not exactly, I'm not exactly coming up with a, a, a great revelation here, but that dude can run and he changes an offense. 
And then there's the intrigue about what the new scheme is going to look like with the success that the 49ers have had with it. And a little bit as well, Sean McVay with the Rams, because it's kind of the, it's got similar concepts. So there's a, a whole lot of anticipation and excitement among the fan base that this could be the best offense the Dolphins have had in several years. I mean, it's crazy. I did a story this week. Dolphins have not had a top 10 offense in terms of total yards since 1995. And to give you an idea of how ridiculous that is, the second longest drought belongs to the Cleveland Browns, who have not had a top ten offense since 2007. <laughs> if if my math is is correct, it would be 12 years 12 years later. Wow! So we're talking. It's been 27 years since the Dolphins have had a top ten offense. The hope is that this is the year, and even if it doesn't get the top ten, at the very least, it can get into the top 20 or top 15. My question is, this is Tamara, by the way. Um, so I, I talked Hi. to Cameron Wolf from NFL Network because he's been at almost every single training camp practice this summer. And he talked about the offensive line and the changes that were made in the offseason um, in regards to making the Dolphins line better. He said, you know, according to Pro Football Focus, the Dolphins have arguably had one of the worst lines in terms of protection and pass blocking. So bringing in Connor Williams and also Teron Armstead and then moving some other guys around, how would you – assess the new offensive line and shaping this Dolphins offense. And and that's the thing that's part of the not being able to learn anything in the preseason. But number one, Teron Armstead didn't play it down in the preseason. So what we have to go off to go off of in terms of what this new starting offensive line is going to look like is what we've seen at practice. And I think we all know practice is just not the same as mm-hmm. the preseason. Preseason is not the same as the regular season. So we just don't know. There is hope that it's going to be better. Um I know if you, yeah, if you listen to Pro Football Focus, it's the, it was the worst offensive line in the history of, of the NFL, maybe in the history of all professional sports, <laughs> combining basketball, hockey, and baseball all put together. I mean, that's, that's how poorly they, they ranked it. Pro Football Reference doesn't have it in terms of the metrics or pressures, didn't have it anywhere near that bad. So let's say from my end, from what I saw, it wasn't quite as bad as Pro Football Focus, Focus makes it sound. It wasn't good. Having said all that, Toronto said if he can stay healthy, that's the big question with him, makes a huge difference because he's a type of big-time offensive lineman this line hasn't had in a few years. And then the other the other factor that could come into play is that the scheme seems to be a better fit for some of the guys who struggled last year. Primarily, if I'm going to look at one guy, would be Austin Jackson, who was the 18th overall pick in the 2020 draft who started a left tackle last year, really struggled. They moved him inside the left guard where he was only marginally better. Now he's playing a right tackle in a scheme that emphasizes athleticism a little bit more. Uh, so perhaps he's a better fit. So, and so as much as there's optimism that Tua is ready to take a big step in year three, there's also optimism that the offensive line will take a big jump and the two might be correlated in, in the final analysis. Uh, Alan, let's talk a little bit about the defense um, in Miami. Uh, I know that, uh, obviously, Byron Jones is out for the first four weeks uh, minimum. Uh, some injury questions uh, elsewhere. How healthy is the uh, is the Dolphins' defense heading into this opener? Well, they listed five guys as questionable right. for this game. Two of them were guys who – no, three of them were guys who would play a good amount of snaps if they were healthy, and that's Andrew Van Ginkle, who had an appendectomy a couple of weeks ago. Rick Juan Davis, who starts at nose tackle, and then Eric Rowe, who is a backup safety. Again, all three are questionable. The Dolphins did bring up, elevate 
rookie Baron McKinley the third from the practice squad on Saturday. So is that an indication that Roe won't be ready? Possibly. Raekwon Davis, if you read between the lines, doesn't sound necessarily all that likely that he plays. So then the Dolphins either would start, if that's the case, Zach Steeler in his spot, or they could use the veteran John Jenkins, now 33 years old, one of the only 30-somethings on the team. And then as far as Van Ginkle is concerned, they have an awful lot of depth in terms of that edge defender, outside linebacker type of guy, especially after the offseason acquisition of Melvin Ingram and most recently former Patriots Trey Flowers to go along with last year's first-round pick Jalen Phillips, so they'll be okay there. Uh, the big question with the defense, more than anything, well, obviously in the first four weeks you've got how big, how much will the absence of Byron Jones be felt? That's number one. And then in a bigger picture, the big question on defense is can they maintain the same level of success that they had when Brian Flores was the head coach because Brian Flores had his fingerprints all over that defense. And even though he wasn't the defensive coordinator, again, he played a significant role, and now he's gone. So what changes with the defense? All right, Alan. As uh, I'm sure you remember, we always ask for a score prediction from our uh, Behind the Enemy Lines guest. Do you have one for the game today? Well, I do, and I'm going to revert to the one I, I put in, the, in my uh, game preview column that I did yesterday. And as I explained it, I think it's going to be close for the most part. And then the Dolphins are going to score a late touchdown to put it away. And I had, a, as a final score, 27-17 Dolphins. All right. Alan, uh, always great to talk to you. Thank you. Moving your way up in the rankings. I would I would say top yeah. six. Six, top six, six, seven. Yeah, I, I, I can move you up. Uh, you know, just we'll talk. We'll yeah. talk. I'll move you up a little bit. Well, the goal is to get top, get the top five after the uh, the rematch at Gillette Stadium. Okay. Perfect. All right. Perfect. That's yeah. a good goal. If you, you should always have goals. You always want to get better as the season goes on. And I'll tell you right now, Alan, if you are in the stadium for that game and if you come and do the show with us in person, it's going to do wonders for your yeah. rank. Not only I'll get you in the top five for that, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll let you. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll let you have a donut <laughs> from Dunkin' Donuts. We have donuts. Wow. <laughs> It's big, big. No big, expenses big. spared here yeah. at uh, Patriots.com. Very good. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. We appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy the opener. Alrighty, thank you guys. See ya. Uh, there he goes. Good Alan, guy. Uh, he is a very good guy. Alan Papardi, he, he does uh, all Dolphins for uh, the SI Fan Nation thing. You can uh, you can follow him, uh, A-L-A-I-N-P-O-U-P-A-R-T. He's Canadian. He's one of my Canadian bros. I yeah. believe he. I believe he is, he is French Canadian. Yeah. Yes, yes. But he, he covers some hockey too, and uh, does a great job with the Dolphins down there in Miami. Uh, we didn't really get a chance to to ask him. I, I'm wondering what you guys think about the uh, one of the one of the favorite topics of the week in facing Tua and the arm strength because it's mm. always a question about his arm strength. Uh, he doesn't really have the arm strength. I've seen stuff from camp, and again, what do I know? It's only camp. It doesn't mean anything. Looks like he can throw a deep ball, but Zoe will oftentimes correct me on this. He goes, "It's not about how far you can throw it; it's the trajectory, and it is the, it is the velocity, velocity. on the uh, mid-range and even short passes that that concerns people." I think with Tua, yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think that he, arm strength is not one of his uh, best traits. I, I don't think it's it's deniable. He doesn't have. Uh, what I would call a, a plus arm, as they like to say in scouting parlance, Ooh. right? Yeah. But there's always a thousand percent right. That doesn't mean you can't throw deep balls and you can't throw with anticipation the way Mac Jones does. Mm-hmm. And I think Mac Jones has a better arm in terms of arm strength than Tua, but I don't think there's that much of a difference. I think they're both 
very similar kind of skill sets. I think Max a little bit bigger. And what I really liked about Tua as a college player was his ability to use his legs to move around, and he doesn't really do that as much as, as a pro. Um, he's, I think, sneaky effective in the red zone as a runner. I think he has three rushing touchdowns against the Patriots in those three wins. But he's not a guy that's going to beat you often. You know, he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not going to beat you with his legs. No, and I think what what scares me is not the potential, the deep pass. It's just the catch and go, the, the short little stuff that – you know, Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waller are going to catch and, and just tear right through the defense. Those are those are the ones that, that concern me more than, you know, the deep pass or, or that. But, I mean, I think the RPO stuff is part of it, too. I think the Patriots last year just looked like they weren't really sure how to how to disrupt that, how to get them off schedule. You know, multiple drives of, of you know, 10-plus plays. And, you know, it's just that one of the things, again, that was troubling last year about them is, you know, you know you're going to have to deal with the Bills and the Dolphins and the, all the things that their offenses can do. Uh, but, you know, in the two games, you didn't really have much of a, of a plan that, that evolved and, and caused problems the second time around. So we'll see. They're going to have to do a little some stuff different. They've got some different pieces, especially at the second level. And I'm just curious how that all comes together with all those safeties. Is there, you know, is Jabril Peppers involved in, in some kind of plan? Like, you know, that's why it's disappointing to see Anthony Jennings warming up. And, you know, I'm trying to it's hard to sugarcoat that and not say, geez, I felt like he was one of the guys coming out of camp that you felt like, man, we, we got we got something unexpected out of this guy. I thought there was a pretty good chance he'd start. Today. Yeah, me too. Um, so, you know, how does it all fit in to the plan and, and how much do they use the safeties? How much is, you know, is Mac Wilson and, and Raekwon McMillan more involved than, than we were kind of expecting? So a lot that we don't know going to this, how it's, how it's all going to kind of, I guess, premiere for us here and, and how they put things together out of the gate. I'm just hopeful that they find something new and a way to be effective. You know, as, as you said, what was your key? Hardy, how did you dial up the D? I, you know, I think that's what they got to do. What are they going to dial up? I don't think any of us are really sure. So I was interested um, in our behind-hand enemy lines because that's the second time in 48 hours that I've heard someone say, Tyreek Hill is so much faster in person than what you see on TV. Because when I talked to Cameron Wolf about this from the NFL Network, because he's on the Dolphins beat, he said the same thing. He said, obviously, I've seen Tyreek Hill play many games for the Chiefs. We knew he was fast, but seeing him in person, he said he's so fast, and he practices the way he plays in a game. He said he probably had the best training camp out of anybody on the whole team because he was going 100 miles per hour just like he would in a game i wish i was fast i was never fast <laughs> he, never he, fast. he was just he was blown away he's like <laughs> you know we knew he was fast but seeing him in person yeah. totally different type of speed um then also you talked about him go- blowing through the defense after catch he said one of the biggest things they were focusing on during training camp yards after catch he said that's going to be huge in this game on sunday well that's the, the that offense is predicated yeah. on it that's yeah. why i think yeah. when deuce brought that up um that's a concern for me, and, and you wonder maybe if you see more Wilson. Uh, you know, I, I thought we would see McMillan um, with Bentley, but I wonder if you see more Mac Wilson because of that. Maybe he gives you a little bit more underneath. Another guy uh, to sort of clog the middle with more mobility. Uh, but, I mean, I, I don't know. I was expecting Jennings maybe to be involved on the edge, you know, opposite of Judon. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'll go with – you know, you know, well, odd or even fronts there too. You never know. <laughs> well, I mean, it is, and, it, and I mean, I think it is worth uh, mentioning the speed aspect. And I don't think that right. Jennings is really, you know, one of their most athletic second level guys. He's he's more of on the stout and hopefully pass rusher type. So, you know, it just might be something where they're they're going to try to match speed with speed. Are they going to put some, uh, you know, Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, those young guys, inexperienced but both quick and you know, I think 
somewhat drafted to, to you know deal with some of this stuff. So I'm not sure if those guys will get thrown right into the flames. Quick but question, because I know you guys pay more attention to this stuff, especially on a Saturday when Do I'm we? like 11 Miller Lights oh. deep. Uh, I know it was <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I know it was Elevations. Lil Jordan Humphrey, and who was the yeah, second one? Yeah, and Harvey Longy. It was Longy. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I found it interesting at the time. I, I thought I remembered this correctly yesterday in my haze, mm-hmm. um, that um, it wasn't J.J. Taylor. But now I'm watching, like, all of these people, according to the Twitter machine, coming out, start to work out, and Ty Montgomery hasn't been among them. So I wonder if maybe they just – he doesn't have a chance to play. They're just going to roll with two. You know, well, and, and, and I don't know. I, I, you know, we'll see. We'll find out probably in about, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, yeah. uh, the official inactive list. I, I was thinking about Jacoby Myers, and he's been listed on the list all week for knee. So I was like, okay, maybe little Jordan Humphrey has something – Yep. to do with that too in addition yeah. to time montgomery yeah yeah um because and I he's th- out there with a brace on according to phil perry too J- M- Jacoby. Myers. Myers. yeah yeah that yeah. seems I, I think that's yeah absolutely um you know and that's a spot where we saw him working a little bit as camp progressed into that slot spot um you know another big guy so i i think that's a great call I, i'm i'm curious how much jacoby myers can do today and how maybe you know how much they might struggle without him getting open on third down. Where does where does Matt go with the ball if he's not 100? percent Well, when the uh, warmups begin, we'll uh, we'll bring him to you here on the Patriots pregame show. We'll get a look at everybody out there on the field. But we also have to get to your calls here. Eight five five Pats five hundred. You can also uh, email us webradio at patriots We begin with our buddy Patty in Agawam. Cousin Patty, what's going on? What is up, everyone? I am freaking psyched. I am pumped up. I can't wait for this game to get going. Uh, I'll give you what I think is going to happen today. Uh, I do think that this is going to be a pretty close game. Um, but we, as we've seen historically, not only do the Patriots not play well in Miami, but it seems like every other game that they play against Miami, something weird happens. And I, I think this is going to be no stranger to that. Um, I'm picking the Dolphins to win 27 to 24. I think the Pats are going to hang with them, but sort of similar to what happened in the opener last year when Damian Harris fumbled, I could see something like that, like a, a stupid turnover, a costly mistake to give the Dolphins the ball back and go in for a score or go in to kick a field goal to win the game or something like that. But that's all I got, guys. I'm psyched. Let's freaking go, baby. Oh, come on. Hi, Patty. Come on, Patty. Why are you predicting a stupid mistake to blow up for the Patriots? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's gonna ruin Deuce's day. That's not clean. Oh, that's not clean. That's not. It's not sexy. It's not sexy at all. So what's all. what's not sexy at all is the fact that I'm about to bring up offensive lines again, and oh, I think that worst. I really think that that's gonna be a huge part for both sides with oh, yeah. Miami's offensive line bringing in Connor Williams, who's played at you know a different position his entire career with the Cowboys and now moving him to center for the Dolphins and then also just Toronto Armstead who like he said hasn't practiced all summer really it's like I'm thinking about the Patriots offensive line and all the new pieces and Trent Brown and Isaiah Wynn moving around and yeah Isaiah Wynn warming up too like looks uh, like he's still working through that back injury which is a concern it's like both offensive lines could potentially limit the success both these offenses have yeah another matchup i'd like to highlight too is cole strange against christian wilkins and you know just i mean christian wilkins is a real you know big boy disruptive and i think with cole strange we saw some struggles with power this year he doesn't Mm -hmm. have a lot of as they say hardy sand in the pants that's a little paul scouting term for you um (laughs) rocks in this (laughs) but 
you know, a little trouble. And I mean, that guy, Christian Wilkins, is he's a disruptive guy in the middle. And you know, no no better way, or I'd say no no easier way to disrupt the offense than you know get quick pressure right up the middle with him. All right, um, you're welcome to join us here, eight five five Pats five hundred, as uh, we continue with our Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. Um, a lot of people picking the Dolphins to win this game. I mean, I'm sure there is a comprehensive analysis out there somewhere of all the writers and all the analysts. But, I, I mean, it's jarring to see the number of people nationally, locally, across the board. Not in the as, globe. <laughs> nope. I don't think it's in that wait, favor. It's in the, they put their picks in the, but, the, the oh, Thursday Friday. or Friday. Okay, Friday. But Hardy, Four guys picked Miami. I was really surprised by that. But, Hardy, to be fair, how many people picked the Rams to beat the Bills on Thursday? Well, that's what uh, I'm saying. Almost not. I mean, I did. Did but, I say but, it wrong? <laughs> but almost I nobody said, else. I'm saying people picking the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's... I was just surprised that based on because I think you're absolutely right. I can never remember as much local angst mm. to use one of your favorite words, Hardy, <laughs> um, about the Patriots in the you know before they've played a game. I can't recall sort of less faith that this team is going to surprise us all and make right. a Super yeah. Bowl run, right. right? And then I open the Globe and, and like I think they have like seven people pick the games and four of them pick the the Patriots. I was really surprised oh, by that. Said, oh, I thought you said okay, but before I may have said, said the, the wrong Dolphins. team. Yes, no, but so, like so the majority are picking the Pats to win this game. Well, maybe they're doing it with a spread. Maybe they're taking the hook. It's a three. I was a three and a half point spread. I think in that paper. So maybe you know they're falling back on that. But yeah. Well, I mean, I, and I, I was surprised by that. I, I, I mean, I picked the Patriots to win a little bit, but it requires a leap oh, of faith. Did? It requires a leap of faith. I think. I mean. The Dolphins have won three straight. You just saw them two games ago. Patriots didn't really have any answers for them. They've added the best receiver in the game. They've rejiggered an offensive line that was a problem. Um, you know, and what have the Patriots done? They, they've added Devontae Parker and got a rookie left guard. Um, they didn't look good this summer. There were a lot of inconsistencies. So, I mean, you can run right down the line. It's not hard to see why people should pick the Dolphins. I mean, they it, all signs are pointing logically that the Dolphins yeah. should win this game. But you throw it all out week one. And I do think know. one of the things that hasn't gotten really any attention is, is how – banged up the Dolphins defenses and that's why I asked Alan about that um I, I had read one place that they could be without as many as five starters five potential starters now it doesn't sound like it's that much um in reality but that's some you know a handful of guys that play prominent roles for them doesn't sound like uh will be playing and Byron Jones tops that list to me yeah. I think that's a big loss for them do we know how Jalen Waddle's doing is he full go yeah, he's full go okay. yeah he was removed from the injury list actually on Friday all right, let's go back to the phones here. We'll go to Christian I was in L.A. There's a chance that he was going to play. Oh, I, oh, good I, job, Fred. I, I, I hope, back. I hope Fred Kirsch is listening. Good job, Fred. Because <laughs> that just you know to bring him some joy on this uh, Sunday morning would make me would make me feel joyful. Tyler in Nashville on the Patriots pregame show. What's up, Tyler? Hey, I was going to ask about uh, the Dolphins going into a new coaching system. Do you, does anybody think they're going to have a growing pain today? And uh, how can the past uh, grow on that. Yeah, how can they exploit that? I mean, I I, I don't know. I think They're there's the, a chance that guys coaching is for head coach first ever. Yeah. You know, I think that the coaching matchup has to go in Bill Belichick's corner, right? Has yeah, to. Absolutely. Yeah, and based on when I saw the video of Mike McDaniel getting out of his car this morning on uh, on NFL Network and he was having some trouble with the door lock, like it just <laughs> it's like a funny little moment where, you know, they get like the live arrival and he's like, you know, hitting the button like, did I, did I get it? I mean, we've all been there, right? But uh, <laughs> I 
I don't know. I mean, they've added some new pieces. They've got speed at running back. They've got Tyreek Hill. I mean, and, and, you know, obviously Mike McDaniel is long tenured in this whole system that he's trying to install. There, of course, there could be growing pains for sure. But, you know, what, what is Bill Belichick going to spring on them? What are they going to spring on the Patriots? I, I, that's what's fun about week one. You really don't really have much of an idea. Well, and, and, and to me, it's about what, what happens then. Because I'm sure that Miami's going to do something that Bill's not expecting. And I'm sure Bill's going to do something that they're not expecting. But what happens after that? Yeah, adjustments. You know, I, I have faith that Belichick will make adjustments and figure out what's going on, what they're doing that he wasn't expecting, and how to combat it. I don't know about Mike McDaniel. Not that I'm saying that he can't do it, but he's never coached a game. Mm-hmm. You know, he could turn out to be like the next Sean McVay. Yeah, and, and like two years from now, we're looking at him as like, wow, he's one of the bright young coaches in mm-hmm. football. Yeah, and as we talked about, hadn't hasn't called plays before either, so yep. I mean, he's balancing a couple new things as well. So it's uh, a lot of questions all around. The, th- the thing you have to remember, Tyler, is it, uh, head coaching column, check for the Patriots. Bill's got to get that over first time ever. Of course. Coach. What about overall coaching staff, Dolphins versus the Patriots? Because this has been a huge storyline of the preseason for the Patriots. How do they match up when you get to coordinators? Well, the Patriots don't have any outside <laughs> of special teams, so that's going to be an issue. How is it going? How is it going to be? You have a lot of tone. You have a tonality issue. What do you want from me? You want to so talk for you? You want to talk about the offensive coordinator for the Dolphins? It's Frank Smith. I can tell you all about him. You want to talk about the offensive coordinator you for can the tell Patriots? Me all about Frank Smith? I can't. I can't tell you about the offensive coordinator for the Patriots because oh. they don't have one. <laughs> Frank Smith spent I, I, eighteen. I, I, Frank, you know, Smith spent, I, Frank Smith spent eighteen. Never heard of Frank Smith. Eighteen I, years I like, of I, I kind of thought it was a fake name. <laughs> I was like, who is Frank Smith? <laughs> Twelve years in the NFL, six in college. He ran the run game for the Chargers. Look at you uh, doing research. That's right here. I, I oh. like. Right I like Hardy's honesty, though. <laughs> I, I like his honesty. He is. He is uh, nothing if not like forthright. Well, it, it, once you get past the head coach, here's here's a fun question. You, anybody been watching Hard Knocks? I watched all of it except for the last. The last I haven't seen the finale yet. But I okay, saw never. Okay, once. no, I didn't. I liked see it. it. I, I was back I in. Seen seen it. It. I've been okay. out on it for a while. I was back in for your lines. This has. A, this was a fun question. A couple of times I, I heard brought up over the last couple of weeks. Head coach, there's a huge amount. It's it. You know, it's like you know the final exam. It's you know a lot. Of, a lot on your grade is going to be given toward the final. So, Belichick versus Dan Campbell. Obviously, Belichick, Belichick, Belichick. Overall coaching staff, the Detroit Lions, whose staff would you take? Now, again, you're you're almost always going to take the Patriots because you still have Bill. Everything else, you have to give to the Detroit Lions. Watching the way that team performs in camp and the way their coaches behave and the experience that they have. I'm I'm going to laugh at one thing because I literally did not see hardly any of it, but I did see there was a day, I think I want to say it was the second episode, where they were showing Deuce Staley yeah. and Aaron Glenn going back Just and forth. Yelling. And I don't think that's productive at all. I'm going to be I honest agree. with you. I don't think. I agree. Look, I, I found, it, l- I found it a little obnoxious. But if you just <laughs> maybe that's maybe it was hamming it up for the camera to you. Okay, in, in your defense. But yes. just take one of those guys. Would you swap out the OCs on those two teams? No. Well, I would because we don't have one. Well, for <laughs> and o- I would t- and I'd for OC, <laughs> I would because we I, don't we don't we don't have an offensive coach. So yes, I absolutely would. Yeah. What about on defense? Uh, like I I I'm think not, I would I'm do. Sure. I think I would do a lot. I think I would take a lot from what other teams have on our coaching staff right now. That's all I'm saying. Actually, who who is the OC of the, the the Cowboy? Uh, sorry, the Lions. Who was that guy? I, I'm blanking on his name, but I kind of liked him a little bit. I mean, he was in the background for all the Deuce Staley stuff because he was talking crap the whole time, but. 
the uh, but the offensive coordinator, I I, I kind of liked him a little bit. Uh, ben Johnson. <laughs> this is the is most any relation to Frank these Smith? These names are <laughs> just very. Yeah, the most, they're made up. <laughs> they're made up <laughs> names. John Johnson. <laughs> right. I'm with Tamara. I think people. you're making it all up. <laughs> See, I don't think it was the OC and the DC going name. back and forth. I think it was a. I think it was a linebackers coach and maybe the offensive line coach or something that we saw John back and forth. I think it was Deuce Staley and yeah. Aaron Glenn. Yeah. Oh, okay. well, those oh two, yeah, yeah. But I don't know what they're. I don't yeah. know what they're. And I thought Deuce Staley in particular was out of line. It was too much. Yeah, too much. But it, we're like, both trying I mean, to help each other. In fairness, like. They may have been sort of hamming it up for the camera yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit and just sort I of playing, it and it wasn't real. Yeah. But I, I, listen, if I was playing, I would be like, what is going if on? If I was here? coaching, I'd be These like, guys I'm look like to they want to kill each other. Well, depending on how this game goes today, we may spend a lot of time talking about other teams' coaching staffs uh, in the post game today. But for now, it's all Patriots, baby. Season has yet to begin, and they're in Miami to take on the Dolphins, where uh, reports are coming in very humid, very hot. Good thing they've been down there acclimating for the last five days. So, <laughs> when I think of getting acclimated to somewhere, I I would say like I would go to Colorado on a Tuesday to get to get used to that because the altitude change mm-hmm. is very different. Like right. when I was living there, I probably had a headache the whole week because I wasn't used to it. Okay, that's different. And and in terms of like headachey stuff like that, Tamara, you're absolutely right. But the idea of getting acclimated to altitude in, in five in, days in a, five days has been blown up. <laughs> right. And I remember this for the Mexico City game mm-hmm. when it was somebody, I, I think, who locally, maybe the Globe did a story on it, like, you know, spoke with a physician at Harvard. And it's like, you can't get acclimated to altitude in five days. No, it's going to take you a month. The headache thing? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You kind of get used to that. But in terms of, like, having enough lungs and legs oh, no, to get through a, a game. No, it's uh, like weeks. Yeah. Weeks. And I think that there's some of that. Like, look, it's it doesn't have to decide the game. It's pretty hot. But I don't think that you are now, like, more prepared because you were there for five days. And but for, for 102 feel-like temperature, which is everybody's reporting. Which, uh, you know. But I also will say this humid. week has been strangely cool outside. Like, it's been not as well, warm as it was during tourney camp. You're here. About here? Yeah, here. Oh, Except for the last three days. <laughs> like, they could have had, per- like, it was Yesterday like 85 was on, yeah. on Friday and Saturday and, like, humid. Like yesterday was really hot. Well, what was um, it? Tuesday was a high of sixty. Yeah, it was. Though. It was cooler it was earlier in the week, crazy. but I, I think they could have. I think they could have practiced m- probably not in the same conditions as Miami. I mean, mm-hmm. let's face it, Miami's like soup. Um, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> it's it's so it's so humid. Like it's not the same mm-hmm. here. Even when we have high humidity, it's not like that sort of same tropical mm-hmm. kind of thing that you have in South Florida. But it was pretty hot, and I just think it's it, it was kind of an odd thing to y- do. You like soup. Soup. Yeah. Uh, I, I like a good. Uh, I like a good soup every once in a while. Yeah, like a the plain. Doesn't need to be anything. Yeah. Any. Any. Uh, anything special. Like I don't. I don't need my cream of asparagus or anything like that. Give me a good chicken. Chicken noodle yeah, soup. Yeah, I'm very much a minestrone soup person. Chicken yeah. noodle soup. You mm-hmm. like? It, it, could anything be better on like a really cold winter day when you go out to shovel? Yeah. And your wife prepares you some chicken noodle soup when you come back in. Yes. And then you say, yes. this is great, hon. I Next time, why don't you come out and do a little something for the effort and help <laughs> me out? I can think of a... Excuse me? <laughs> I can think of... I, I've also... <laughs> things that have never been <laughs> said in the Pearl right. household. Correct. You got, the, you, you got that. Yeah. I can <laughs> think of 19 things I would enjoy more than a cup of soup when I get oh. done shoveling. How about a sandwich? How about a pizza? Yeah. I, oh. I go with the sandwich. Oh, yeah. After I get finished, the sangi is always Chili, on, high on the list. Thick. You know what it is? It's Italian men of a certain age... 
Oh my God! Do the, they the love soup? a? Do they love a? Cup? You should see Maz walking in in the middle of July before he goes on the air. He's got a cup of minestrone, yeah, or he's, a, he's got a bowl of like Italian wedding soup before he goes oh, on yeah, the air. That's like, just poor to oh, me. Get it out. Why don't you eat? Get why don't out. you eat some uh, some human food before you? You know, I I can't imagine eating soup. I, I, I can't imagine <laughs> eating eating a like a, bo- a bowl of soup in the in the, I, in the I, heart um, of July. I, no, I've never had an experience where I'm like, ooh, that was great soup. Yeah. Do you have <laughs> Do you have actual? Do we have something? News? We have the inactives. I have I have the inactives. Okay. Oh, I have the inactives. Look at this, Patriot guy. <laughs> I've got the news. Um, <laughs> Bailey Zappi, Josh Bledsoe, Sean Wade, Pierre Strong, Anthony Jennings, and Chasen Hines. All right, so I guess so Ty, Ty Montgomery, Montgomery is, active. is active. There we go. Wow. Okay. Didn't warm up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe he was out there at some point. Well, I guess we'll get a look here at warm-ups in the, in the coming minutes. but We'll probably uh, get our first look at warm-ups here starting around noon, I would imagine. So, um, uh, According to Stacey James' timing sheet, it's at 1221. 1221? Allegedly. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's going to be a minute. Yes. It's it says... Full team warm-ups begin at 12.21 p.m. Wow. So that is a little disappointing with Anthony Jennings. You know, that's um, – but, you know, more focus now on, on Uche a little bit. Um, I mean, Demarcus Mitchell, I guess because he plays special teams. But, yeah. you know, I mean, it's – it's you, you, you have basically two outside linebackers if you don't want to count Demarcus Mitchell. So – yeah, we'll see. I mean, a lot of safeties. I think there's going to be a lot of safeties out there. All right. We're going to digest some of that and uh, digest some delicious soup that we have here. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk with Christian and Christopher and Tony. All you guys just hold on for a very, very brief moment. We're going to step aside. We want to thank Dom's. Dom's is now the official steak tip of the New England Patriots. Dominate the grill this season. Get it? Dom's. Dominate oh, the grill well this done. season. With a tailgate box subscription, this is a great idea. Go to domsausage.com to choose your plan and get curated, your curated box filled with quality meats delivered to your doorstep, ready to grill for the game. You will be the MVP of the tailgate season. TouchView Interactive is here to support your hybrid learning, distance learning, and video conferencing needs with easy-to-use tools that allow end-users to collaborate, interact, and present seamlessly. TouchView Interactive offers a comprehensive line of accessories and software to support your audiovisual needs. Outfit your classrooms and presentation spaces with the future of interactive display technology. Visit touchview.com for more info. Offered by The Oakers Company. Celebrating 100 years of service and support. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments. A world of investing. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. Email that is in the same vein saying, hello, fake Hardy, Paul and Mike. (laughs) Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. I had somebody uh, going around Las Vegas saying they were me one time. It was an actual fake Hardy. Like I was, and I was, I was, a, I was a nighttime DJ in a rock station, and some poor soul thought that he could get something from somebody by saying he was Hardy from Extreme Radio. And and as, as far as I know, the only thing he ever got was a free dessert at a TJI Fridays, and he tried to get a bank loan by saying he worked for the radio station, and they called to confirm. And, I'm and like, yeah. you're in Las Vegas. Say you're. Say you're Steve Wynn's son, you know? Come up with something that that's as that's as high as you dare dream. Oh, I'm the night guy on the alternative rock station. Perhaps you've heard of me. And I'm sure most people say, No, I've never heard of you. I think it, it would like, work. got him nothing. It would work. It would work at any go- local golf course here in Massachusetts. So oh, I think, I think. Oh, here you walk you waltz right in. You'd be going right to the front of the line. Well, you know? they, it might let you off. It might let you tee off on ten <laughs> if number one tee box is back up. Let you bit. move in. Yeah. Are you yeah. big on that? Yeah. You like going off the back? Um, I got a chance to do it last weekend, and, and it was great. You know, when, whenever I'm, I'm given always, the opportunity, we always think about that. Like, you know, next time we should try to play the back nine. Does that well, does that screw you up as like a, a serious golfer that like you don't you feel like you know you don't care? I'm it not a seri- I'm not a serious golfer, and the only thing I, I don't you, believe it. No, 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 no. <laughs> the only thing that that really bothers me is if someone is making the turn and they're flying, they're having like, oh no, there's a two hole gap. If I go out there and I'm with like two other guys, and they catch us. Then I feel like a jerk. I'm screwing up somebody's, you know, chance at having a sub three hour, eighteen hole round because somebody let us tee off on ten. But do you feel like you're missing out? Like, like the golf course was designed to be played one to eighteen in some way. Like, is that is that? Any it doesn't truth to bother that? the LIV guys. They're playing a shotgun start for a four million dollar <laughs> first prize. It doesn't I can't bother believe those idiots. You did this. I, I, I. <laughs> 
Hey, I want to talk to Christopher in Turkey. Have we? Ooh, I don't know that I've ever taken a call from Turkey before. I wonder before. what time it is over there. On the Patriots pregame show. Let's find out. Tamara <laughs> wants to know what time is it in Turkey, Christopher? I'm going to let me guess. Uh, let me get. Hold on. Let me guess. Let me guess. <laughs> I'm going to say it is noon on Tuesday. That's too far. You're oh. too far into the future. Uh, 640, <laughs> 6.40 p.m. It's 6.40 p.m. where I'm at right now. So the game comes on oh, for me wow. at 8 p.m. Oh, that's not too that? bad. That's yeah. like, Tamara, you impressed so, a little bit? I'm impressed. Thank usually you. usually the games come on at 3.30 a.m. Like when they're played late, like 3 three p.m. games, 4 p.m. games. They come on at about 8 p.m. I mean 3 a.m., 4 a.m. So I don't watch any of them. I have to watch the highlights. Christopher, you do not sound like a native of Turkey. Am I right on that? Uh, <laughs> doesn't no, sound Turkish. No, sir, I'm not. I was. I'm actually from Tennessee. Uh, well, I was raised in Maine, but I'm from Tennessee, but I'm in the United States Air Force. I'm stationed over here. Well, thank uh, you for doing that, yes. uh, Christopher. Thank you for your service. I'm glad you called us. What do you got on the game today? Um, so I actually bet a couple of my buddies because a guy that I work with, he's a division rival. He's a Dolphins fan. So I bet him $100 on the game, and I was just going to see what you guys' take was on – because I know this offseason we've dropped a lot of our secondary – so I was going to see what your guys' take was on that. You bet. You bet $100 on what exactly? What's the action? What's the, on what's the, the Patriots bet? beating the Dolphins. So you got him on the money line? Yes, sir. You're not getting any points? Uh, Well, we're doing, a, we're doing a fantasy league, so we're doing that too. But Okay. All right. Well, I, I hope they're paying well in the Air Force. I don't love the bet. <laughs> I, don't lo- I don't love the bet for you. I mean, I, honestly... It's week one. We're sitting here talking about it. We mm-hmm. don't know what is. We don't know what's going to transpire. Number one, first and foremost, with the Patriots' offense, so much back and forth, so much talk of this new offense, and but then you see more than glimpses. You see a lot of what the old offense looked like, and then every once in a while they'll get in one of these stretch runs. And I identified one watching the watching the Raiders game. I'm like, oh, there's the new offense. And I was listening to Zosie and Zolak's call, and Zo said, "Yeah, there you go. There now we're seeing it." I know, th- I know, I know. Mac Jones has done a lot this offseason. I've been keeping up with it and everything. But um, I know he called all of his receivers in, and they said that he he practiced with them throughout the whole winter when they didn't even have to. Came in like on their own time, and I feel like just putting in extra time is going to be a big a big success in this offense this year. Yeah, if they knew what offense they were going to run. Look, Christopher, I hope you win your bet and I and 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 thank you for thank you for checking in. Thank you again for your service, Christopher. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, sir. Good luck. I just uh I wouldn't touch this game today one way or the other. If you know, you ask me, do you want to mm-hmm. do you want to bet on the the Patriots Dolphins game? Nope. Oh. Because I the only thing that would surprise me, we talked about this it seems like a number of times last year, the only thing that would surprise us in a certain matchups would be a blowout either way. That's what would surprise me today. I don't think either team gets blown out today, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be surprised if the Patriots win by a touchdown. I'm not going to be surprised if they lose by a touchdown. I think it it yeah. could it has that either way kind of feel to it. Week 1 divisional games that, that those feel just so uncertain. I mean, uh, unless it's like a Clear mismatch. I, I don't know how you could touch these week one games knowing not much going into In them. sharp parlance, I wouldn't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> that is the parlance, isn't it? Well, you, you, you want some other gambling parlance? I have no opinion on this game. I, I don't. I really don't have it. Now, I will be forced into an opinion by the end of the show today, but it's it's so hard to take a look at what's what's 
going to happen, predict what's going to happen when we've seen so little from camp. Tamara, you said it earlier. Like, we've barely seen the starters. We've barely seen the starters. We know nothing. But do you think that's going to lead to overreaction? Because we don't know. And so whatever we get right now, we're going to take as the end all be all this is who they are kind of thing yeah that's this what is we the, do. this is the indictment of, of everything that happened this yes. summer is is this one performance it's 100 percent uh, what we do here <laughs> but yes. I, I will say the one thing that we did see was there was new speed i feel like better speed this year i think that obviously with taekwon thornton he's fast not, um, playing. not playing but i think <laughs> mac wilson and rayquan mcmillan they give a, like a different type of speed to yeah. the defense no they so are I think those that, two guys that's helpful yeah um I don't know if we talked about it the last time you were here. It's the one thing that I kept asking for watching the Patriots last year and even the year before. You know, Cam Newton was special in in his own regard going back maybe seven years ago Mm -hmm. especially. But for all the things that he could do and for all the weapons that he still possessed, speed wasn't one of them. And you look at other teams and you're like... God, they're just so fast. You know, you watch the 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 Buffalo Kansas City playoff game. It's like that game is just so fast. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the Patriots did get speedier in some positions, I think, is a great sign toward you know, hopefully yeah. improving and being able to hang in some of these games where maybe you don't necessarily want to give much of a chance. If they got faster in a few key areas, great. That's a big step. Yeah, for me, the big takeaway from Buffalo wasn't even like the speed, but just the how self-confident they were in what they were doing in their offense. And I think that's something for the Patriots to try, probably try to grow to. I don't know if they're going to jump right in and obviously look like that. Um, but, you know, that, that's, I think that's what they're shooting for. Everybody's on the same page. You believe in what you're doing. You, you know, it's not even a question of your players being fast. It's just playing fast, knowing where to be, knowing, you know, it, Josh Allen has complete control of that offense. I hope that, you know, Mac can get to the point within this offense that, you know, he looks similarly comfortable and, you know, just in control. Do you feel good that Mac was getting together with the receivers in the offseason, Paul? I I don't think it's a bad thing, right? I mean, the more you can work with the guys that you're going to be throwing to, I I mean, I think that's a better thing. I think we overrate some of that stuff, but uh, I don't think it can hurt to have, you you know, like when when Tom used to, you know, throw the ball to Edelman and Amadola, the problem there was what I like better about what Mac has done is Mac has included everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, invitation only, uh, you know, back in the days of, of Tom. But, um, yeah, I, I do think that uh, some of the speed additions, unfortunately, we're not going to get to see a few of them. You know, there's no Thornton. He's on IR. There's no Strong. He's inactive. Um, you know, you'll get a chance to see Marcus Jones, and maybe we'll get a chance to see him as a, a returner. So that, that's one of those speed guys um, that that we uh, we added to the roster. So, yeah, I, I'm happier that the linebacker core looks to be a little bit more athletic and mobile, but I'm, th- I'm still waiting to see if that means they're better. Yeah, one more. Can I p- just mm-hmm. one more thing to point out, too? I think with, um, you know, with, with the Dolphins inactives being out, we talked about Byron Jones, Noah Igbenogane, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is out. Uh, Eric Rowe, more of a safety now, but still, I think that's an area to watch for the Patriots where. They're missing some of their defensive backs. Can we get a matchup, you know, for guys like Aguilar, get him matched up on one of these, you know, Keon Crossan, a former Patriot who's kind of kicked around a little yeah. bit. You know, that if you're talking about places maybe where the Patriots can exploit them, maybe in some of those cornerback matchups, but I think it comes down to, back to Tamara's point of the offensive line, the protection, and giving Mac the time to hit those guys, especially without Jacoby Myers, who I think is, you know, they might not have those quick guys in short spaces that are tough to cover. Um, but Jacoby's a real good, 
you know, third down, got to have it, knows where the holes are in the zones, able to find, you know, when he's the hot read uh, on the blitzes to, to, to find and give Mac an outlet. Who does that now? You know, are they able to get the ball out quick when, when the pressure's coming? Because as, as you said, I think Hardy at the top, they're going to blitz him. They're going to blitz him a lot. Mm-hmm. So they got to be ready to handle that. And, you know, guys like Wynn, Cole Strange, they got to be ready to protect Mac and give him the time. Hopefully we'll see Bourne bless us with his presence today in the game. <laughs> but that's great. Another great guy who, you know, might be matched up on a corner who's yeah. like an undrafted rookie, you know. So it's like these are the things that, you know, this offense, yeah, looks a lot sim- a lot the same as to what they had last year going into this game due to injuries and whatnot. But, you know, that's where you have to excel. you got to beat these guys. They're going to play man-to-man probably. So, you know, if you're telling me that Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, you know, can't shake loose from from guys like Keon Cross, and you know, like they, they should be able to. They should be able to to shake this coverage and and you know help keep the offense on time. All right, let's go to uh, Christian in L.A. here on the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. Christian, what's up? Hey, good morning, guys. Happy Sunday to you. And yes, here we is, and here we are. Um, we made it. Have you guys? Have you guys ever woke up with that feeling that something just wasn't right? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I kind of woke up with that today, and I'm hoping that's not a bad yeah. sign. <laughs> that's the feeling I woke up with today. First of all, it's so early in L.A. right now. It, it is, and that's the good part for, for us. We get to wake up, and we get to get tortured by an additional three hours. Of I miss it. Oh, I miss it so much. Those 10 a.m. starts were the best out there. <laughs> right. So, But thankfully... You guys, your steadfastness and your presence, comedy, and putting me at as much ease as is possible in this circumstance. And I just wanted to add that my my score today is twenty to seventeen, Patriots with some late linebacker blitzing play on the Dolphins' last drive. Is Ooh. that specific or what? That's very specific. I was going to say a very specific prediction, Christian. Better well, than, better than Patty. Patty's predicting like it's going to go the other way, and we're going to have the late game meltdown. But right. I right. like this one better. Okay. Hey, Christian. Thanks for the call. Enjoy Thank your you breakfast. Guys. There we go. <laughs> Tamara, very, um, uh, very uh, concerned with what time it is in different places, <laughs> whether it's Turkey or Los Angeles. <laughs> I, I, but it shows a great deal of empathy on your part. You know, you want to. You know, what what is this caller feeling right now in terms of what time it is? Where they are. Oh, just wait. That's a dedicated fan. He's waking up and calling oh. into the show. It's 8 a.m. Like it's 8 a.m. What, you, what time right. do you let sleep? Me, till? Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm, not sa- I'm not saying he's not dedicated. However, what he's got going there, I can hear it in his voice. It is that first cup of coffee fake energy that we all get. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, do, you, do, you ev- do you ever feel more confident and sure of yourself than 30 minutes after your first cup of coffee on a weekday morning? Oh. I'm like, I'm ready to take on the world. I am going to do so much today. Then like an hour later. Yeah. Catch me at like, yeah, at like 7.05 a.m. after that first cup has kicked in for the day. Ready to take on the world, especially like week one. I mean, you know, oh. who, who's that up and at him at, at this time? And yeah, I love, I love those West. That's that, what that was the best. That's the what we're hearing there. That's all yeah. that is. He's okay. he's gonna just cr- wait till the night games, though. I mean, we, we, get, oh, we get people calling in, no. you know, preseason. I'm sorry, like Sunday night football, eight fifteen here, and it's like it's two in the morning right now. Like, oh. God bless those people. Yeah, that wouldn't be me. Uh, Tony in Canada. Uh, I don't know where in Canada you are, Tony, but uh, I, I think I've asked you before. Are you in Edmonton? Yes, sir, I am. I remember. There we go. Tony, thanks for calling. What's up, buddy? Oh, uh, a lot of things about the first game, a lot of unknowns, but I guess, uh, you know, and, and how there's been a lot about who is our play caller this year. 
I'm wondering, uh, and also the, the, the wide zone offense and how we've been having troubles in the preseason, what sort of offensive scheme do you think we're going to run with, especially in this game? And, and if it doesn't work out, will they have enough time to transition and, and make it more into something successful? I know Mac ran the, uh, they said the, uh, the two, the two minute drill and spread offense, and that seems to work really well. Do you think whatever scheme they go with, what, what scheme do you think it will be? And if it's not successful, will they be able to pivot into some other scheme? That's kind of what I'm interested in hearing from you guys. All right, Deuce, I'll let you take this first because I have a lot of thoughts on this. Sure, yeah. I mean, I think that's when Mag looks the most comfortable was, you know, in the spread and, you know, the last two sessions uh, against the Raiders when they kind of went pseudo-competitive and all the ones versus ones and the clock's running, the down and distance is going. Um, you know, they were able to move the ball and score, you know, both times to finish those two joint practices against the Raiders. So that's where they look the smoothest. I'm sure they're probably going to give it the old uh, college try with the wide zone today but I don't think it's going to be exclusively that I think they'll mix it up they'll have you know a different mix of of runs that they try certainly with you know getting Trent Brown out in space I think he's like a you know big freight train coming down Um, so you know I I, I think it'll be a little mix of everything but I just I don't think that they're going to try to do things today to prove a point I think they spent the last week and a half since that Raiders game keying in on what they're good at what they feel comfortable with I'm sure there will still be, uh, you know, some times where they're trying to maybe do something a little bit outside of their comfort zone. But I expect today they're going to try to play to their strengths. And, and I hope that they, uh, you know, have those strengths to, to play to and that they're able to perform against the Dolphins. But, um, you know, it's, it's just it's no question it was inconsistent this summer. And, and they got to find some of that consistency today if they're going to win. Tony, I, I think if I understand your question correctly, are they going to be able to transition mid-game? And I would say no. I would say whatever they have planned offensively for the game today, there will be adjustments, but whatever they're doing scheme-wise, whatever they're doing offensive-wise, what they're rolling into today with, you're going to have for today, and I would guess you're going to have for next week and maybe even a third week. If it's not working, if the stretch runs are not working, if Bill Belichick is seeing what he uh, you know hates more than anything on offense, which is a negative run play, and they have multiples going on, they're going to have to try something else. But I don't think they can conceivably do that until they've given this a couple of weeks to see how it's going to work and if they can develop something out of this. This is obviously what they want to do. If it goes south today, it's going to stay south. Um, no pun intended as they get ready to face the Dolphins in Miami. <laughs> but I, I, I think if it goes poorly today, it's going to go poorly today, and there's not going to be a whole lot they can do about it mid-game. I, and I just don't think there's any going back. Like, this is such a question I hear get asked all the time of, like, well, they're just going to scrap it and like and, and do what? Go, go, like, bring Josh McDaniels back and try to, like, <laughs> reinstall the old offense? Like, they're, they're sticking with it. Like, they're not going to, like, you know, all of a sudden just revert to what they had previously done. They, it's going to be some form of this going forward. And, I mean, look, we can I, – I, again, like I've said this a hundred times, like you can talk about the method that you did it and, you know, that you're having coaches that haven't coached on offense. And, and that, I think, is, is a valid criticism. But at the same time, I think you don't have Josh McDaniels. You don't have Mick Lombardi. You, you don't even really have Ivan Fears, even though he's been around. So you had to do something at some point. To, to shift away to, to install an offense that you had that you know what you're doing and I think only really Josh could install that offense and, and I mean I would almost make the argument that maybe last year was the time if you could have convinced Josh to do it to, to, to you know unhook all the Brady stuff and, and everything that had been grown over the last 20 years to you know build an offense around Mac that's what this should all be about so 
we'll see how the results look today. I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself. It didn't look good this summer, but I, I, I understand the philosophy of why they did. And I don't think that there's any going back to the old way of doing it. They are where they are. There'll, there'll be subtle shifts within what they're doing now, and they'll try to lean towards certain strengths, but they're not going to go back to the old offense. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what you know how much they would be able to change because that has been the the focus of some debate. I remember Ted Johnson said it earlier on when he was on with us on the Sports Hub. He's like, "No, you don't go back from this. Once you go down this road, that's it." But we've already seen enough, I think, Tamara, in the in the preseason and in camp where it's like. Well, this isn't all brand new. Some of the stuff right. that I'm seeing and yeah. some of the stuff that it's we're not. seeing from the offensive line, it's not like, you know, it's not like they're playing a completely different sport or a completely <laughs> retooled offense. There's enough of the old elements there to think that, all right, maybe they can dial back some of the things that are the most different that aren't working and install a few of the older things that somehow jibe with the new offense and they can tweak it enough to where it becomes a workable offense. I, I I don't think it's a hard and fast, nope, this is what they're doing and they have to they have to put the pedal in the metal and just go seventeen games and see how it does. And I don't think they have to scrap it and blow it up and like you said, do is try and find a, a, a replacement Josh McDaniels to bring in. There has to be some middle ground. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a little bit of trial and error between looking at, you know, what Mac Jones and company are really good at, what their strengths are and playing to those. Um, because if you just try to just completely scrap everything that he was doing with McDaniels. Yeah, would you waste the whole summer? <laughs> yeah, it, that just wastes everything. And so yeah. I, I think that it's gonna be like playing to his strengths, the you know, the receivers, the guys around him strengths um you know maybe try a few things that are new and if they don't work then you might just scrap those and and stick with what works but i don't think it's going to be completely new no and i think it's always a process of of finding you know what you are and Mm -hmm. and what you do well and you know finding the identity uh, that they always talk about but um you know i think uh, just a big key for me is is i think if they could get the run game going whatever form that is if it's wide zone run if it's gap runs whatever whatever style of running game they, they try to attempt right now um, being able to move the ball on the ground, I think, would be a huge first key. I think it's. I think I'm interested in seeing how Johnny was used this game. If they mess with him a little bit, move him well. around a little bit. Sure. Yeah, because yep. we saw some different looks with him at camp. Um, in the same way we saw little Jordan Humphrey being moved around, and so I'm, I'm thinking that you know maybe we'll see more with Johnny Smith. Yeah, or even too. just more two tight ends. I mean, like mm-hmm. last year we kind of expected with those two guys being signed that there'd be a lot of that, but I mean they're the only two tight ends on the active roster right now, so. Maybe there's more two tight ends. Maybe maybe not, though. Uh, Marie, Matt, you want to grab a couple of calls before over-unders? You wanna do, all right, let's do that. Let's go to Allen in Texas. Allen, thanks for joining us here on the Patriots pregame social. Fueled by Duncan. What's up? Hey, y'all. I just wanted to say, first of all, it's great listening to the show. Um, and I'm really excited about the start of the season. I know the Patriots, uh, they're growing right now. they got a long way to go, I think. But... I still love getting together. We got 10 of us watching the game today. I already got the grill fired up. I'm making buffalo wings and beef teriyaki. I'm on my way. (laughs) We're just going to hang around and just enjoy the day. And I'm going to enjoy the process of this team growing together. And just, you know, it brings us all together. I'm so happy for football starting again. Uh, Well, I appreciate it, Alan. And, uh, yes, you're making us all very jealous with the idea of having a grill going and 
wings. Mm. I could do without the teriyaki, but the wings on the grill, oh, that's a, that's a You're missing out today, move. Hardy. They're giving out Dan Campbell bobbleheads at the, at the Lions game, so we'll see if we can effort one of those Speaking for you. Speaking of missing out, Jim McBride tweeted a picture oh. of a fan in a hamburger Mac Jones jersey. Yeah, what does that mean? Is that derogatory? <laughs> Are they trying to make fun of Mac? What, what is it is like a jersey that looks like a hamburger, and it says Mac Jones on the back. It is very – I've never seen anything like it. I feel like they're making fun of us. Well, cool in story, Hansel. Well, <laughs> in keeping with my longstanding tradition of hating what I don't understand, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I don't like it. I want to dismiss it and get rid of it. To be fair, one of the things that Mac Jones did work on in the offseason, other than, you know, his connection with his receivers and tight ends, is... Not, not eating cheeseburgers? Not eating cheeseburgers. Oh. Maybe he has some... And, yeah. ice, and ice cream every night. And ice cream, you know? Yeah. I will do, I will That's go without me. the Dan Campbell bobblehead. Do you know what I, I got L- sent in the this. mail? But unsolicited. Last week it showed up at my home. It's a, a Detroit Lions mini helmet <laughs> autographed bizarre. by Billy Sims. <laughs> Oh, I love Billy Sims. I love Billy, Billy Sims. <sighs> what did he do? Paul just, oh, Paul just gave me that was an angry wrong. look. That was an angry before look. Before no, you uh, know what? Before his little, time, he's a little younger than me. All right, thank before, you. Thank before you. your time, Billy Sims was the man. Late seventy, early eighties, yes. like, like really, really good running back. Yes. really good. Like really underrated running back. Like Barry Sanders, or oh, I mean, let's no. not get let's not no. get mentally irregular. <laughs> One of the first. I like that. <laughs> One of the first guys I ever saw to go over the top and flip over the pile. Yeah, he was Sims. he was a good player. Yeah, yeah Oklahoma. Was, oh my right. god! Place of honor in the uh, Hardy uh, keepsakes and memorabilia section of the house. He was. Uh, he, I, I tell you, my first two like sports celebrities that I remember and just you know were, was in love with Billy Sims and Mark Fidrich, who was a um, Massachusetts guy. Mark the Bird Fidrich. You don't know who Mark Fidrich is either. Wow. Pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. It was fantastic. <laughs> they called him Big Bird. The Bird. Yeah. Used to, no. used to oh, 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 the Bird. Yeah. You know, the finger. He used to sprint out to the mound. Do you remember that, Paul? Oh, yeah. remember he used to, like, clean off the mound with his hand. He talk to the ball. Talk to the Shot ball. He was, he was bizarre. Yeah, it was great. He was like a Western Mass guy, too. Died tragically oh. in Western Mass. Oh. Yeah. Gorshers? Uh I'm not sure where. Hmm. But uh, that's a not, a, not a great story. Uh, rest in peace. <laughs> that's so unnecessary and inappropriate, <laughs> Pat. How dare you? Nick Baby Love. What's going on, Nick? Wouldn't be a start of a new football season without a check-in from Nick. You going to the game today, Nick? I'm on my way. My doctor's taking me. Can you believe it? I Wow, that's a good doctor. You know, well, uh, hey, you know, you got to be tight with your medical people, so... Is this actually my man Hardy? It is. Yeah, hey, God bless you. You know, I text back and forth with Fred, and I'm just happy you're back, brother. You know, much love to you. And um, I, I wanted, I, I have to plug one thing, but I just want to say hello to Paul. Much love. I'll text you, Paul. All right. Um, sounds good, baby. The book, the Bagman's coming out. And. The book, you know what I mean, with the new edition and all that. Oh. And, um, I want to say hello. You know, obviously the game's a toss-up, but, you know, I just let me get my my, my stuff in, Hardy. Um, um, I, wa- I want to, uh, you know, say something to uh, D-Train, to Mr. Holy Cross. My honorary godfather, Togo Palazzi, 
And there's a guy, Jack Deshot Foley. The book is top ten in the world now from uh, my buddy Mark Epstein, who was doing my book. So that's, it's a great read. It's out of Worcester, Mass. And um, I'm going to try to send a couple of up, up there to the uh, stadium for you guys. You know what I mean? Well, I appreciate that. Thanks. And so you, you know I'm a class guy. So the only other thing left is who is the young lady that I need to be introduced this is Tamara Brown. Uh, this is Nick Baby Love, who is a longtime, passionate Patriots fan and listener to all of our shows. Nick, Nick I want you to love. give a nice oh, welcome to Tamara. <laughs> Tamara, hi. In the house, baby. It's I'm telling you, I wouldn't even mention you unless you sounded great. And you know, like I said, God bless you and everybody. You know, I love you guys and. All I can say is, look it, they're rebuilding, but I'm still going to say, go Patriots, and what's my final thing, Hardy? Go Tom Brady today. Oh, there you go. There All right, Nick. Good to hear from you, Nick. <laughs> yeah. So, Tamara, just to let you know, Nick has had um, a good amount of, of health problems uh, recently. He's fighting uh, like, uh, like any Patriots fan would. He's been fighting it. Uh, for several years, good news that he's going to the yeah. game today. Yeah, so, yeah, good sign for the Pats. He's His doctor's also he is a great He's doctor to go with him to a game. That's awesome. He was uh, here in studio with us uh, several years ago. Now, um, it, it it was like Christmas Day for him. He was so oh. excited to be here in the studio with Fred, uh, and Fred's been great to him over the years too. Um, and then he's originally from the Worcester area, so we uh, we bond over like um, early '80s, uh, you know, Boston. Uh, <laughs> Boston boy bands. <laughs> the new addition. We have uh, great new addition talks. Oh my God, the stories from Nick. Well, uh, enjoy the game today. We're going to step aside here. We're going to come. Or no, we're going to do the over unders. I'm sorry. Well, why would it? Why would? Why would I think we're going to take a break? We've only Breaks. been on for an hour and twenty minutes. We've already had a forty-five second break. Why would we take another one? Over unders. Let's do it. It's time for this week's edition of over unders. You're over me. When were you under me? So I missed the uh, final preseason game, uh, but uh, I did put in my over-unders for the game. How did we uh, end up in that final preseason contest? Paul, 4-2. and two. Mike, 3-3. Three and three. Hardy, 2-4. and four. That was last week's totals. But now we blow these up and we do a regular season. We start from scratch, yeah, right? These were just your warm-up. This was your preseason. Okay. All right. So I finished at 10-8 and eight in the preseason, as did uh, Mike. But Paul just running away Ooh, with the preseason. Feel for the preseason. Paul 15, had a 6-0 week. Doesn't mean anything, though. You know that, right? 15-3. and three. <laughs> Holy crap. All right. All right. Let's get to them. Here we go. Mac Jones passing yards, 230 and a half. Deuce, you will start us off. All right, I'm going to start us off with some uh, unbridled positivity. I'm going to go over. I'm going to take the over as well. Uh, it's not necessarily for positive reasons. I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. He's going to throw oh. for over 230 yards. Well, I'm a sport, so I'm going to go under. For no other reason than both those guys went over, I'm going to go under. Tamara, do, would you like to take part in the over-unders? I'm just here. Okay. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch checking in just here just so as not fined. to get fined. <laughs> okay. Moving along. Hunter Henry touchdowns at a half. Ooh. Oh, Paul, you mm. lead us off mm. here. Mm. I'm going to take the under. 
I, I don't know why I have to specifically say one guy's going to score a touchdown. I don't. I, I won't stand for oh, it. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. I refuse. But then, you know, it's going to be fun. Would you like to abstain? <laughs> no, I took the under. We could have we could have one abstain each week. No, you know, I abstain. No, uh, I I uh, I reject that premise. You see, I think if they are going to score, I th- I mean, why wouldn't you go with Hunter Henry? Why wouldn't you go with a guy that was you know was not, responsible why not for right? Damian Harris, who had yeah. fifteen touchdowns I'll go with last Damian year? Harris. D- uh, to me, this is an easy one. It's over. Okay. Oh, I'm going over too. Yeah. See, mm. Deuce and I know yeah. what we're talking yeah. about. Right. And speaking of Damian Harris, Damian Harris rushing yards at 49 and a hey. Hey. I have more confidence in the run game than I think uh, Paul does. I don't know about Deuce, but I'm going to go over. Yeah, I'm going to go over too on on Harris. I think uh, I, I I hope that uh, he's ready to go and and has a nice game. Yeah. Make it unanimous. I think 50 yards is not asking too much. Over. Wow, that, that one could argue that does go in opposition to what you said about the Mac Jones passing yards. <laughs> 50 yards? <laughs> I'm just saying. Wow. Okay. Tua Tagovailoa completions, 21 and a half. Ooh. Back to you, Deuce. Yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good number. That's, a, that's an excellent number. It's Who set these efficient. totals? Actually, it was me this week. Oh. You did a great job. Well, and just I'll give you a little. Uh, Actually, I'll give you a little. Yeah, uh, chime in. Stats, background stats here. Paul won't be the last time. So here's his two is uh, completions in the three wins. He's three much much is made about the three and zero record, right? He was twenty for twenty six. He was sixteen for twenty seven. He was fifteen for twenty two. So if you bet the under of twenty one and a half, you would have won all three times. Hmm. He's got some new weapons though. I think I'm going to go over on this one. Wow. I will take the under. I'm going with Paul. I'm going under. Tyreek Hill receptions at six and a half. Pauly Paul Perillo. I will take the over on that. I think they're going to look to get the ball to him. Um, Not necessarily bombing away, but I think they're going to try to get the ball in his hands on some quick screens and maybe some slants. You know, I think I'm going to say over. Yeah, I don't think it's out of the question to to think that maybe Tyreek has eight catches on 12 targets or something like that. Does that that sound about right? Maybe. That's a lot of targets, though. It is. It is uh, a lot. What are you going to do? I'm going to go over. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, I'm going to spin the dial, and uh, I'm going to say under. Hmm. So far, Deuce is playing the role of Dan Lipschatz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bet everything. Over on the I'm going to bet everything <laughs> with my heart. <laughs> it's week one. That's a, what, what more do we have in week one? Our head doesn't know anything yet. And finally, the total score of 45 and a half. Yeah, I'm taking the under on this one. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I'm going to go under two on this one. Well, yes. you, you've already, I hate, you've I hate already made a score prediction, so and all you, you have to you do have is that in your head, right? Yeah, add oh, up the score about that. and yeah. then just go no, under's right. under's accordingly. Right. Yep. Well, some of us are not that smart, so they have to like look up <laughs> and do the math in their head. So I will take the under also. We're all going under on 45 and a half. All right, there it is. All right, over-unders uh, underway. For this uh, new regular season here as the Patriots get ready to visit the Dolphins, according to uh, Tamara, the warm-ups will begin in 11 minutes. They will, so I'm going to teleport to the control room. Okay. Tamara, thank you so much. Always good to see you. Um, And we're going to step aside here. We're going to do that right now. Stay with us, though. It's not like we're going to be gone for very long. We want to thank Bridgestone, official tire, the New England Patriots, proud to partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. 
TouchView Interactive is here to support your hybrid learning, distance learning, and video conferencing needs with easy-to-use tools that allow end users to collaborate, interact, and present seamlessly. TouchView Interactive offers a comprehensive line of accessories and software to support your audiovisual needs. Outfit your classrooms and presentation spaces with the future of interactive display technology. Visit touchview.com for more info. Offered by the Oker's Company. Celebrating 100 years of service and support. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. I mean, uh, we all owe Manti Teo an apology. I don't owe Manti Teo anything. I don't owe him an apology. He didn't have to do those interviews. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Uh, Arkand is angry. It's an angry elf. He really... <laughs> he was irrationally angry about Manti Teo. <laughs> I was like, why are we mad at him? Did you watch the Manti Teo thing? Sure. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't get angry. I did. I, I didn't wa- get angry. <laughs> well, I got. I didn't get angry at him. <laughs> I watched about 10 minutes of it. I kinda, yeah. Believe it or not, I kind of got bored. I thought it was I the classic documentary that didn't need two parts. Oh. I didn't even watch the second part. Well, then you didn't watch it. Okay. This well, how much did you watch of it? Ten minutes, I told you. <laughs> right, I so tapped I, out. I made it to 50. 
Right. Yeah, I, I thought it was it, it was good, um, but I, I agree with you guys. I it was too long, and too I much. got I did kind of get bored. Yeah, I got the gist of it. Yeah, he yeah. got catfished. But I'm bum bum. You know what? I started going back. Thank you for watching. I I, fi- I finally started wrapping up. Peaky Blinders. Oh, the, yeah. the last season's been out forever. I, I, Is I that start, really good? Oh my god. Fred likes it. Yeah, too. a lot of people it's, like it. It's so good, and uh, I I would say. Season one, True Detective, is the best mm. eight hours of oh. television you'll ever watch Great. in your life. I've heard a lot of people say that. Oh, I, you should watch that, Paul. You'd like that. I never, never, yeah. never saw Tamara it. would like it, too. Never I would say Billy Bear. the entire series run of Peaky Blinders is right up there. I mean, mm. it, it needs to be watched if you're a fan of things. Got to have the subtitles I like on things. Oh, yeah. A lot of English. It's the accents. Hard. I just you can't even. You can't, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're saying. I got to have the subtitles on. All right. Ready? You want to go back to the phones? Oh, we got our first uh, looky-loo. Oh, there we go. There we are. Full blue. Full blue. A lot of sun. A lot of sun. A lot of sun out there. It's got to be hot. Mac Jones looking uh, tremendous. Oh, <laughs> is that my guy? Yeah, I guy. Who, Hoyer? Which no, was I was your guy? Uh, I was looking for Devontae Parker. I oh, thought oh, we oh, just oh. saw him briefly. Um, yeah, so the, uh, the blue in the South Florida heat, uh, no surprise there. The Patriots wearing blue. Despite the fact that they're on the road, uh, Miami often wears white uh, in home games, especially early in the season. Um, you know, during the day. That that's not that's that's not a insignificant factor, by the way. No, and plus, I mean, what? if you really want a deep dive, they used to have gray pants too with the blue jerseys. What's now not? They're always wearing. That Miami chooses to make the other team wear their dark color on the road. I think it's a psychological thing, though. Again, if, as long as we're blowing up uh, yeah. scientific uh, premises here, the, the the idea of acclimating to altitude, the color of your shirt does not significantly change how uh, hot you hmm. feel. It's nonsense. Okay. <laughs> it is. That, is that science? I'm going to take, take your word for it. I like, I, I like it, though. That's the attitude I've always have. been told that it, it does. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't. The the darker color in the sun doesn't nope no my favorite doesn't thing retain is, more heat no, no they've they've studied it it's okay like it no make it, I'm gonna take your word difference. for it psychologically it might make you oh think yeah that. I mean there's a lot of things that are psychological yeah, but no my favorite is when the Patriots wear their white uniforms at home just to make the Cowboys have to wear their blue uniforms like you know, they've done that a couple times like uh, well they the wore the, they wore the gray uh, they wore yeah. the dirty gray ones uh, one year I remember that yeah. or oh, the silver jerseys whatever they wanted to call them but yeah it does look does look pretty bright there uh, in in Miami. What is it now? Hard Rock Stadium? Yeah. I don't know. It's still Joe Robbie to me. You know what I'm saying, Hardy? Uh, you know, I, d- like, I wh- do. What did you say? Like a lot of things that you don't understand. You just, I hate I what hate I them. don't understand. Uh, right. There's Devontae Parker, which uh, is going to bring me. I was looking for Devontae Parker for a specific reason, Hardy. You know why? Because hmm. we have a new feature uh, in our pregame show that we're going to be doing every week. And Devontae Parker is part of that. It's today's key data point presented by Demand Science. Devontae Parker, Deuce, right? What do we know about Devontae Parker? Used to be on Miami, right? That's right. 2015 first-round pick, spent seven seasons in Miami. I bet you're wondering, Hardy, how Parker has fared over the years against the Patriots. Well, I'm here to tell you. Tell me. I'm here to tell you. He's played 12 games against New England. He has 42 career receptions for 597 yards and a pair of touchdowns. He's had, as Mike and I looked this up during the course of the week, he's had some really good games, 
and he's had some really bad games. He's been over 100 yards three times. He's been under 12 yards uh, four times or something uh, along those lines. But Parker, a little bit up and down. I think he's going to be a key element today uh, in the passing game. I think he'll be a guy that they'll probably give a couple of opportunities to. Maybe they get him uh, a looky-loo in the red zone. But that, anyway, is today's key data point presented by Demand Science. Went with data, not data. Wow. Data. Well, you guys told me I needed to say data, <laughs> so I even put the long A over it so I wouldn't forget. I didn't know that I was being set up for a uh, you know paid programming. I know. There. He just like slipped it right in. Like hey, how did I do on that? Great transition. Really? How Good. did I do on that? For a guy who has no professionalism to his game whatsoever. <laughs> Zero. Uh. Zero. I, you know, I, I, thought I thought I did all right on that. I'm not going to lie. I thought I did okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, the big takeaway from those first couple of days at camp, I think, which were some of the offense's best performances of camp coming out of the gate before pads, uh, a lot of Devontae Parker, a lot of contested catches. It seemed right from the gate that Mac has a, a confidence in him to, to put the ball up. We saw them working in that backside slant a little bit in recent uh, games. We They connected on it against the Raiders there. I think it was the first drive. So definitely a guy that they want to get involved in. And again, are they going to stick him on the outside and let him just kind of live there? And, and does that give them a chance to move Aguilar around a little bit today? Can they can they get him and Bourne lined up on on maybe some of those cornerbacks down the depth chart a little bit and exploit those matchups? All right, so we're watching uh, warm-ups here down in Miami as the Patriots get ready to play today. I saw another view of the field from the broadcast booth. Uh, that is one thing. It, it, if you think the Patriots are unhappy about playing in this heat, uh, it could be worse. You could be stuck in the corner of the stadium like Sosi and Zolak are. It is the worst broadcast booth, they say, oh, in, in the league. It is a tough spot. Really? And it's low uh, in the corner, too. Um, it's a comfortable press box, but it's a tough spot. And I know that the broadcast booths are, are close by where we used to sit. Was yeah. the, the auxiliary press box better? No, that's only for Super Bowls, Deuce, when I get kicked to the curb and I'm not even allowed to be in a press box. Uh, but, you know. Report back. First class problems. <laughs> where I have to watch the Super Bowl. I mean, you know. Let's uh, let's get back to uh, the phones here. We're going to go to Todd, North Carolina, here on the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. Todd, what's going on? So, Hardy, you are correct about the dark clothes, but there's a caveat in my environmental physiology class. It was about Lawrence of Arabia. Yes, got to be loose. Got to be loose clothes. If they're tight, they're worse. Yes, oh. the dark colors. Wow, yes. interesting. That'd be funny. They so all baggy shirts and baggy pants. <laughs> anyway. It's made out My of linen. To this game, guys, yeah, is the running game. If we get 200 yards running this in this game, we win. I think that's just the way we got to do it. Keep them off the field. Keep their weapons off the field. Keep their defense on the field. Keep ours off. I think that's a that's the winning formula. I want to see 200 yards rushing. So anyway, <laughs> great show, guys. Talk to you later. Bye oh, now. Wow. <laughs> they put up 200 yards rushing. Would, Paul just choked on something. a donut. <laughs> Everything all right over there? I'm going to have to agree. Patriots get 200 yards rushing, they're going to win. I'm going to go out on the limb. <sighs> Big day for Damian Harris then. Uh, there we have Steve Belichick. What do you think the, the winning percentage is for teams that uh, rush for 200 yards? 92? High-ish. High-ish. Yeah. I think your chances of winning are strong to quite strong. <laughs> it would be remarkable. Rush, if you rush for 200 yards. I mean, you can lose. I think the Broncos lost the game to the Patriots when rushing for over 200 yards once. I mean, blew a twenty-four nothing lead in in the process, but you know, I, I mean, joking aside, like there were a handful of passing plays this summer that, whew, that was a nice one. I mean, a couple, you know, nice downfield completions, maybe not consistent, but there were those plays. Running back wise, I mean, I know it's hard to tell 
guy runs through the line. There's a little bit of contact. He keeps running like he had, has like a 70-yard touchdown going, but you don't know. He might have been tackled for a loss. But there was never really anything in preseason or during training camp that was like, whoa, that running lane just opened up and, and you know, Stevenson or Harris would have been gone. So of everything that you're most uncertain about, I think the running game is close to the top of my list of just – are they able to be coordinated in the offensive line? Are they going to try this wide zone stuff where it's so important that everybody kind of moves together and in sync? I saw Giardi's tweet earlier today that, you know, they had a good couple of weeks of practice and that they needed it. We'll see. We'll see. I think that's that's the part that it's going to translate, you know, that has to translate the quickest for me. Let's go to Dominic in New York on the Patriots pregame show. Dominic, what's going on? Dominic. Dominic, no longer the there. the sausage guy? The sausage king of New York? By the way, I did. <laughs> you're, Abe from, you're the sausage king of Chicago? That's right, right, Abe Froman. <laughs> uh, I did hear from Fred Kirsch earlier, who is, in fact, listening to the show. Uh, so there you go, Fred. Yeah, that's twice. I'm sure you've been very, very pleased to hear somebody <laughs> who is not there. Fred hung up on two guys during the show. Yeah. Uh, Sean in Woonsocket. Hello, Sean. What's going on? Hey, Paulie Paisan, Babyface Mike, Robbie Hardon, shout out, Brick Donuts. What up, fellas? <laughs> right around quite, the room. It's quite I the intro it. right there. <laughs> I like that. Week one, let's been go. been thinking of that all summer. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. The babyface. Thank you, thank you. Pulled well, it off. Hey, fellas, just uh, two quick statements today. Number one, uh, we're winning this game, boys. Miami is no match. Overrated. They got one nice, a couple nice players, but we're going to take this game, plain and simple. Okay. Second prediction, I think uh, this season, I think we're going to take a lot of people by surprise. Um, I don't think we're ready to get back to the glory days yet, but I think another 10 wins, another uh, wild card playoff appearance, and we're going to build on that within two to three years. We'll get back to where we were. All right. You know what? It could. I, 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 I love the Some call, Good, Sean. solid positivity. Yeah, no, there you, you go. We needed seriously, that. We because needed that. it could be as simple as that. Miami, they ain't nothing. They got a couple of nice players, but still the I Dolphins. don't think anybody thinks the Patriots have no chance to win this game. No. We're not, we're not, just because most people are picking Miami, which I would agree. I think most people are picking Miami. I don't think I've sensed a lot of people saying Patriots have no shot. No. No. Both down there and for the season. I think people are sort of down on New England, but I don't think this is like, ah, they got you know five, five, six wins tops, no chance. Miami light years better. I haven't heard a lot of that. Now, well, we'll see. We'll see how the start goes today, and then you know, then you can really start to feel like you understand what they have because yeah, then we have to take Deuce's uh, shoelaces away. This uh, number fifty, <laughs> by the way, Raekwon McMillan, new number, made the switch, new number. I like it, as I'm sure none of you care about. I care. I don't think I don't like the forty. The linebackers in the forties, not for me. That's too athletic. You Get don't want to have athletes. Get fifty. Um, but yeah, so, so I do worry about Deuce during post game shows. But at <laughs> least at one o'clock, I think he'll be a little bit more. You know, he'll he'll be thinking to himself, I could be home. Yeah, long road, long way to go. I could be home, and yeah. I can hang out, <laughs> still light out a little bit early in the season. Right. Get home. You got you're in you're home in time for the late game, so we can watch some football tonight. That'll you know it'll be good. It'll you'll be, be good. you'll hate watch Brady. <laughs> man, oh man. Um, hey, I what? can't. I got a feel for Brady right now. He's going through some tough stuff. Let's go. Is he? I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. Do we know? I don't care. I thought your. Oh, uh, I, I thought your show was sort of reporting that that was accurate. That he was going through some some marital strife. I don't know if it's anybody was strife. reporting it, but yeah, I thought I thought so. Kind of 
lent credence to it. Anybody not going through marital strife? I'm I not. Mean, I mean, I, I just have to I say. I beg your pardon? I mean, Beth might have a different answer to that question than I do, but. Exactly. The <laughs> I, fact that you don't even know is the biggest problem in your marriage. <laughs> I mean, I've been married for about 15 years now. I just wonder how that conversation went when Brady retired and Giselle, you know, finally felt like, hey, we're going to get this guy back. And then he changed his mind. What Psych. was that? What was that conversation like? like you know, actually, Giselle, I think I'm you like, play this game long enough, and and <laughs> happens. Yeah, that's right. Biggest source of marital strife right now is I desperately want the dog to sleep in the bed with us. I am I am ready for us to take that step. <laughs> and we you know we tried it a couple of nights ago, and it and it was fine. She's back in the crate last night. I'm like, this is going to be a real problem for the three of us going forward. You're just going to get rid of your wife and, and move with the dog. You you guys could get your own bed, maybe. Whenever my wife is away from the night, the dog sleeps with me, and we have a wonderful time. <laughs> we do. You know, we just we cuddle. Are we, you guys going to go to single beds with your with your spouse at some point? I know that was like an old people thing when I was little. Like It was always like grandma and grandpa always had single beds. Like, I, I, was that an old school thing? Like, like older couples, they switch to the... I to think the so. Two, I know oh, I've two never ever heard of that in my life. Oh, right. Uh, except for like on TV. <laughs> my uh, one set of my <laughs> grandparents did. Like. <laughs> one set of my grandparents did. The other did not. I know a lot of people like our age who have gone to the separate bedroom thing yeah. with their spouses, which I don't think we will ever do. We are same bed, same bedroom. It's just whether or not the dog joins us now. <laughs> That's the that is the issue in our marriage. Right now. Hey, now. hey, Noah in Utah. What's going on, Noah? Hey guys, how you doing? First Good. time caller here. Um, hey, no, hey, welcome aboard. I just wanted to say that we're going to stop the Dolphins today. They have no no chance at all. Okay. Um, they only have Tyreek, and I don't trust two to throw the ball more than twenty yards. So I'm okay. ready for a smashing. Hope you guys are both doing well. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Noah. Some more positivity. I'm ready for some action too. We got some late pregame show opener positivity to to fall back on. I would feel better about some of these predictions if there was something more <laughs> specific behind well, if them. If there was anything concrete yeah. behind it? No. Well, I, I'm, but I'm being serious. I, I think if someone said, you know, the Dolphins are down a couple of key guys in the secondary, I think this is an area they can exploit. I think um, you, you're missing Byron Jones and Eric Rowe, which are probably two of their top five or six defensive backs. Uh, their former first-round pick is inactive. He's been a disappointment. I Try not to say his name because Morell ends up throwing it back in my face uh, later. Um, you know, this is a, maybe a chance for the Patriots' passing game to get off to a strong start in the season and put uh, a summer of disappointment behind them immediately, right? Th- like that to me would be how you sort of say, I think the Patriots are going to have an edge today. As opposed yeah. to, you know, the Dolphins don't have any players they stand. <laughs> it's kind of what I'm uh, I'm hoping for, and as important as it may be for the, uh, you know, for the, the clean sheet, so to speak, in terms of penalties and, you know, turnovers and stuff like that, I want to see a bit of an edge. And it, it's it's tough to serve both masters to go out there and just, you know, play mistake-free and don't do, don't do anything to hurt yourself and also play... Uh, a little bit beyond the, the you know the bounds of you know smart uh, conservative football. Yeah. I I think we need to see a little bit of that you know playing playing with some fire today in order for them to 
to to come out ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, don't and get to feel good about themselves, quite frankly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, I, I I want them to play fast and aggressive. I don't need. They, I mean, if they try to play tentative and, and not to make mistakes, they're going to get smoked. So, you know, they they need to play hard. Um, but you know, I, I think it's just it's about execution and. All these questions and recurring questions that every press conference we're asking about who's calling plays and how do we feel and all the things that have just been beaten to the to the point of exhaustion by now. You know, you go out, you execute, you win a game today. The offense looks pretty good. It looks like, hey, we, we have a sense of what we can do. I think a lot of those questions start to change a little bit. And, and, and you start to inspire a little bit of confidence in what they're trying to do, not only outside the team, but within the team as well. So. You know, for them to have a successful day today, I think it would uh, it would be huge. It would also be somewhat of a ca- palate cleanser as they get back here to Gillette. You know, we've been away in Miami. Let's settle in on the season now. We we, we know we're working with something, and and you know the, the the season doesn't have to be all these questions about what's happening. It, it can actually be a successful one. But you got to go out there and execute. All right, you've uh, still got time to join us here at eight five five Pats five hundred. We'll get to our Sunday six pack here in just a few more minutes. But first, we go to Kiefer in Atlanta. What's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Um, just a question, couple questions. Uh, answer, we win because of this, and we lose because of this. And then how many times are they going to uh, refer to Matt Patricia as the, the rocket scientist? I'll take this out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, this it does get mentioned quite often that he is, in fact, a scientist. What do you got for they win because of this? Uh, I, I went to write. I, I mean... I think they're able to, to execute and score points. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, how you know how minutia do you need to get? I mean, I, I just think it comes down to, to scoring points. I know that's stupid, but like I just that's what it is for me. They've got to go down the field and, and put points yeah. on the board. I think Miami's going to score. They're, they're not going to be able to win putting up ten to fifteen. See, points. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that's it, Deuce. No. If if okay. we're si- if we're sitting here talking about why the Patriots ended up winning this game today, um, I think it's going to be as much, if not mostly, about. Turns out Miami not all that ready for prime time. Their head coach was not ready for uh, this uh, week one, and the the Tua to Tyree kill uh, connection is not there yet. I think it's about as much it's as much about what Miami is unable to do as what the well, Patriots were able to do. That's that a, it's a little <laughs> negative. Uh, I'm going to go more on Deuce's <laughs> side of the street because uh, we're you know like you know brothers. What did you call us <laughs> earlier in the show? Um, and, a, and by the way, just a, a quick caveat. Almost certainly that will not be the conversation because we look at everything through the Patriots' lens, through the right. Patriots' perspective. So I, if they I, do I win say today, that all the time. Yeah, and it, it happens in every market. You know, you look at it from the from the perspective of your team. So the, the conversation will not be that. But if you could somehow take, you know, the, the, the academic 30,000-foot view, I think if the Patriots win today, it's going to be as much about, eh, the Miami just not quite ready. I think um, the passing game in particular, I, you know, Mike said they need to score points, need to find some cohesion on offense. I think Mac Jones needs to be sharp, and I think he needs to get the ball, uh, you know, down the field to some of his receivers in order for that to happen. Um, I don't think you can sort of hope that you find a way to squeak out a 17-14 win. I think you need to be aggressive offensively. Um, I, I talked about I feel like they'll run the ball better than they have during the summer. I still – feel that way but i think if we're looking at why they won i think mac jones had a really strong opener yeah and i, I mean i think the same i'd flip it for why, why they lost just that the offense continued to be sporadic you know they'll, they'll make a handful of plays but not enough to sustain drives and, and not enough to, to break at least the 20 point barrier uh rashad is in baltimore 
Rashad, thanks for being on the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. What's going on, Rashad? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, Rashad. Uh, I just wanted to say, I mean, I hope, I hope the Patriots win today. But me, my thinking is with the Patriots. Hold on. Oh, take but your time. I don't think the defense is just. I don't think the defense is going to be good enough this season. Who is it? Who is it that get that gives you the most concern, or what? Wh- yeah, the what? defense is to me like you know, we didn't really get to the second part. Like if they lose, it's because of this. To me, it's they couldn't contain the yeah, Miami weapons, the weaponry, right? Like, and and I do share uh, Rashad's concerns defensively. I don't think the defense has looked great at training camp practices. It looked great, <laughs> but in the preseason games, I think it looked just okay. And I think against the Raiders, it looked bad um, when the the front line guys. Again, I don't – what was it Allen said? I give nothing uh, to, to the preseason. I would agree with him. I've been fooled by strong performances and weak performances in preseason games many times in the past, and I, I won't stand for it anymore. I, I, don't, I don't think it means a whole lot. But I do have concerns about the personnel on defense. Looks like Jelani Tavai is the starter yeah. uh, according to yeah. you know yeah. a, a lot of the a lot of the tw- a lot of the tweets that I'm seeing stuff like that stuff like yeah. that yeah but my thing is it's like i mean when you go from every position of the defense i was just thinking like do we even have a star like you know um, cuz we we have decent players and i'm i think Barmore is going to be up and coming i i got high hope about Duggar but I'm a little pessimistic because he's a safety, but I, you know, the defense like it hasn't been any improvements. And the last game that we seen, we literally saw the other team go up and down the field. So I'm hoping that you know maybe they can prove me wrong. Maybe some young players can take a little jump. But I don't really have high expectations. Not because of Mac Jones. It's just because of the defense. I just don't think they really improved anywhere. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, I would say for me, like offensively, it's a lot of the same pieces. And I think you're thinking more about the offense that they're installing and and can they execute defensively. I mean, I I do think there are some new pieces in the mix than the last time we saw this defense. Now, how are they going to, you know, deploy all those guys? How are they going to use McMillan and Wilson? You know, I think, you know, Paul is, is expressing something that a lot of people that watch this team are concerned about that we talk all about hey let's we got to get faster we got to get faster and you know Jelani Tavai more of a a middle linebacker run stopper kind of a guy so is he going to be playing more does that you know is he going to be able to help them deal with all the RPOs and things that that Miami runs but I do think defensively they they have some pieces to play with now that said I don't think that they have the matchup pieces in the secondary to play man and you know some of the things that they used to do you heard the the Rams kind of complaining playing the Bills about hey we're playing a lot of zone we had we should have manned them up you know I don't know if the Patriots can shift and and play man like that but uh, I I am intrigued to see what's different and if it is a lot more of the same and they look slow still that'll be disappointing but there are some new pieces that I'm interested in on defense you boys ready to get to the Sunday six-pack? Oh, full six-pack. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> this is the Sunday six-pack. So kick back and listen to the position. I'm itching to get the picks back. You better bring a big stack. Don't get it mixed, Jack. I came to win it. Yeah, this is the Sunday six-pack. Clean slate for everyone. I Just, again, to recap, who ended up winning the, uh, uh, the, the last season? 
I, I don't know. Shot. You threw my stats Probably away, me. and we're Probably mad that me. I printed them out for you. It, it was oh. Hardy. Oh, it was Absolutely. definitely Hardy. I, I sure? give you so, the nod, dear guy. For those of us uh, who, who weren't present or don't remember Week One of the preseason, Morel uh, presented us with this three-ring binder <laughs> of last year's <laughs> Sunday six-pack results. I'm like, what the hell are we supposed to do with this other than apologize to the Audubon Society for all the trees that were cut down for for this volume of material that we don't need, right? And now he's in my ear saying, like, oh, hey, I would tell you, but I, I give you a... Just tell me who won. Do you remember who won? You give it 19 pages. Like, I just tell me who won. 19 pages away. <laughs> I told you, you won. It was the weirdest thing. You won. It was the weirdest it was thing you, that ever happened the, out, out of all the weird You're things. You're the best. Oh, I was trying to be a producer. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you try and do your job no more at the best of your no ability. No more show prep. Yeah, I please. frown upon. I frown upon that. Sort I of got yelled at once initiative. by Paul Perillo. You never tra- got yelled at me for trying. You never to, got yelled at by me trying to map out the Ever. show. And he said, "You're my, Shut you're my up. favorite out of all of the hosts that Am we've I had. Favorite? You are definitely one of them." <laughs> all right. You're no, my, you're, you're, my, my, you're my favorite. You're my favorite pregame. Well, you only had one. Oh, but still, right? Well, he's had Arcan you're my, now. You're my favorite. He has Arcan. I had Andy too once. Oh God, that was the worst. Oh, was that terrible? Muy terrible. Well, we love Andy, and we love Christian, and we love the Sunday six-pack. Let's get to it. What is the first game on the docket, Matt? Saints at Falcons, New Orleans, minus five and a hay. All right, uh, Deuce, you lead us off. You know how it goes. Yeah, I'm going to stick with uh, with my pick. I, I mean, I just I love Jameis Winston. He's so goofy. He's good. People are picking the Saints for the Super Bowl, which I think is maybe a little bit crazy, but... I'm in on the Saints. I think it'll be close, though. I'm going to take the Saints, but I'll take the points um, for the Falcons. What? Are we just doing points? Oh, did we just do one here? So I had wow. to cross out the very first wow. entry of the, uh, of the season. So right, you're, just going, the Falcons. you're going Falcons yes. yeah, plus, plus five, five and a half. Close. Yes, oh, I okay. am as well. I, I like uh, home uh, home dog division game. I will take them to, to make it a field goal game. Oh, I love I love you home dog division game. That is dangerous. That not, antiquated thinking. Is that not smart? No, no. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm taking the Saints. Taking the Saints. Next, we got the Raiders at the Chargers. Lack minus three and a half. Paulie Paul. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to take the, uh, the the Raiders here in a division game. Uh, I'll take the the uh, the underdog. I like the. I, I don't really understand the lack of respect that the Raiders are getting in yeah. this preseason run. I it's, think that they it's have the quarterback. The, the they won ten tr- games last year and got better, and everybody just automatically assumes they're dead. They don't trust them. They don't trust the quarterback. Yeah, well, I, I, I'll take I'll take Vegas. I, it's funny that they don't trust a quarterback who's been to the playoffs and gotten his team to the playoffs a couple of times, but they do trust a quarterback who I think is terrific. By the way, who's not done that? Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. I I I think there's I think there's a significant amount of positivity for the Raiders. Maybe not out of the gate against this game. I think they do come out in this game, and I, I and I, I think they get the win. Um, but I'll just take the plus three and a half because that's all I have to do. So I'll, I will take the Raiders plus three and a half. Yeah, I'm taking the Raiders too. I'm a Raiders fan this year, so go okay. Raiders. All right, good. Next up, Green Bay Packers at Minnesota Vikings. Green Bay minus one and a half. This one I don't get. I think it should be a, a, a bigger line. I know that you know, people are high on Minnesota this year. 
I just don't see it out of the gate. I know the Packers stumbled out of the gate last year and had a really bad loss in week one. I don't think it happens again. I'll take the pack, and I'll lay the point and a half. Yeah, me too, for sure. I I, I don't quite get it, Kirk Cousins of it all, Paul's guy, but give me the pack. Oh, yeah, I think he uh, is is very average in his adequacity. Uh, I will take (laughs) Minnesota to pull off a very, very mild upset. I think Minnesota plays well against the pack in Minnesota, and I'm going to see if that trend can continue. All right. Next, we got Tamper at the Dallas Cowboys. Tamper minus two and a half. I mean, let's face it. This is probably the game of the weekend here. All eyes on uh, Brady tonight and uh, the visiting the America's team, yeah. Dallas Cowboys. What do you think? Yeah, Paul pointed out that the Dak Prescott tweaked his foot, but but seems okay. Maybe that's an issue. Uh, earlier in the week, I did pick Dallas, um, and I'm you know I'm going to do it again. I'm going to st- I'm going to take the Cowboys uh, in this one. I'm going to take Tampa. I, I just feel like. <laughs> I'm I'm done with being wrong about like oh the Brady's in trouble uh you know it's not it's not gonna work out I mean, yeah I'll take a couple of losses before I jump ship I'll be okay with that I'm I'm with you Paul I am not, I am not predicting the demise of Tom Brady again until I actually see it over right. the course of a couple few games I will take Brady in the in the season opener. The Denver Broncos at the Seattle Seahawks Denver minus six and a half. This is an interesting game. I mean I I know what the narrative is Paul but. Are you uh, are you falling on the side of uh, the new look Denver Broncos or uh, you like the Hawks tonight? Yeah, I think Denver is going to blow them out. I, I think Seattle is one of the three worst teams in football. Oh, okay. All right, so you're going with Denver. I'm going to take the Seahawks. I'm uh, putting up a fight. Now nah, I got Denver. I think they roll. And lastly, we got the Patriots at the Dolphins. Miami minus three and a half. Uh, I think uh, Dolphins win today uh, 24-17, so I am uh, taking the Dolphins. Yeah, I got the Patriots. Uh, I, th- I think I just believe they're going to execute. I'm going to take them 24-21. Uh, I am going to take Miami as well. I'm with Hardy on this one. I just feel like there's so much that hasn't been settled yet for New England. I can't imagine that couple of good practices completely changed everything we'll see uh i think miami wins 27 16 all right that does it we got to wrap things up here we got to go we got kickoff here in a few minutes thank you very much for listening and watching we're going to be back for the patriots post game show we hope you will join us then immediately after the game as the patriots get ready to kick off their season in miami today against the dolphins Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.